0: just that, there's that one, the the top part, that top really thin part of Oklahoma. And I just want to be like, why? <laughs> why? What is, to, to go this, if you walk this way for like 90 miles. Yeah. You can go like a mile either way, but it's just this long, thin strip of Oklahoma. I
1: know. It's just there. It's like the crust, the uneaten it's crust. Necessary. Of, someone took a bite and they're just like, no thanks. I've had enough Oklahoma.
0: It's like when you have a pan of brownies and someone just got like a, they've cut, oh, there's that really, <laughs> that little, really crusty part. I relish that crusty part, though. So, I'll go
1: for it. See, then someone should
0: cut your Texas, then.
2: inconceivable. In a world where laughter was king on the edge of space. For speed. Go. We'll
3: get together. Have a few laughs.
2: Bastard. He was like, Here, (laughs) here, we're going to give this part
0: of Oklahoma to you because you would like to have it and you would appreciate it. All right. Make your state of just that much more. uh, That's probably all of the
1: thoughts that went through the heads of the people that are responsible for just giving up the state lines.
0: I feel like they were probably inebriated when they they were like, Let's draw. (laughs) This state looks like.
1: Well, yeah, because Florida is America's penis, obviously. It's just America's way. <laughs> Lord <laughs> all right, Adam, we are back we for are. another exciting edition of Cinemasters of the Universe. Cinemaster and I am I don't even have my notes up to even let people know what code name this is. This is a view to kill A view to kill. This is a view to kill. Is that Timothy Dalton or are we still is Roger Moore right? Are we still in the Roger Moore episode? License to Kill is Timothy License Dalton. License to Kill is yes. Dalton. Okay, he had think. two though, but I never can't remember the other one. Is Just it Living Daylights? I don't know, man. Probably it's Timothy Dalton. I'll be honest; I didn't really start paying a whole lot of attention to James Bond until Brosnan, I guess. I mean, I was I'd seen a whole bunch of Bond here and there, especially yeah. the Connery Bonds. I watched a lot of them with my dad when I was a kid. Yeah, I can see that. That's a that total happened. like hanging out with your dad. You know? Yes,
0: he was a Bond fan, so mm-hmm. it would be on
1: TBS. I could and see like, yeah, all right, that whole weekend. We'll watch some bond. I could see like that being like a whole weekend thing playing over like on
0: TMC. A bonding experience. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that's the I'm, delicious.
1: I'm Ron Avis. He's Adam Peters. Delicious <laughs> buns. <laughs> Cranking them out.
0: Bonding over bond. Tasty ham flavored puns. Just, tasty ham
1: flavored bondage. Ooh, Ooh. that. <laughs> is a different podcast altogether I dig it, I dig it, but we at least we didn't make we didn't hide the lead we didn't barely no. lead a whole lot like we sometimes do. no this is a bondage podcast, yes itself. just <laughs> right jumping right into that, yeah, but we got you know we got three segments as per usual, leading off with our coming attractions segment, yes which is Adam uh who who played it better who played it better? Where I will be casting the movie of Back to the Future, yes. and Adam over here will be casting My Cousin Vinny. One of my favorite comedies. All time. All time. Not just the 90s. It's a great movie. I love it. I can watch it all day. All day or day. I love that movie. And then for our feature presentation, we're going to talk about It. It. We're just going to talk about a whole just bunch of It. It. That so it. much It. Ah. Oh. God. This we're full is, of it. We're full of it. That's what we got. We're oh, sound! It. that's a sound bite right there. Oh. oh. Damn. Tasty. <laughs> and then for our uh, coming attractions, I guess. No, no. That, what's, what are we calling? The uh, post-credit scene. Post-credit scene. Thank you. So, like, I, I have to keep all of our new names straight. <laughs> we're sticking with these names, though. We're they good. are yeah. etched in stone. They are. But no, for the post-credit scene, we're going to get a little bit of a... <laughs> rad dads so we have a rad dad pick each of us to to lead off for the future episode episode 15 dude episode 15 one and five we're wow if you
0: multiply them by five it'd be 75 jesus christ oh my (laughs) god
1: uh so yeah i think this is gonna be a lot of fun i'm itching to talk about it a lot Uh, i think that's gonna be a bunch of the conversation of this podcast uh we uh and, and we are gonna actually have the uh uh, post credit scene out of order. We're gonna yes. we're gonna issue we're gonna go ahead and reveal that before we get to it. Yes. Like well, we're gonna talk about it in its typical feature presentation spot, and we're gonna do a, a we're gonna do the uh, post credit, and we're gonna issue a fat spoiler alert. Spoilers. So, so that if you haven't seen it, and it'll probably will by the time this comes out, it'll have been out for probably two or three weeks. So we don't feel too bad. Yeah. But uh, just in case you hadn't been out to see it, first of all. What's wrong with you? Yeah. 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 Get out from under <laughs> that rock and go see that killer clown, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's those right. For you. Yeah. <laughs> and Peshaw Fooey to and that. Fooey and to you, sir. So yeah, we'll give you an opportunity to just skip that, you know, and then you can go back to it later, but it'll be at the end of the podcast. Yep. Okay. So let's, uh let's go ahead and do the, uh you know, Who Played It Better? Yeah. Who Played It Better? Which I don't have a sound effect for. I need to get on that. Mitch. Come on, Mitch. God, did you? Mitch he he, peed. Mitch is, he, he, he peed, peed again. He peed. He made a little puddle there. He peed. Are we gonna have to rub his nose in it again? I mean, he has like no sense of smell, so like yeah, I don't he's b- that basically blind and has no sense of smell. Yeah. We just wake him up when it's time to podcast. He's
0: he. I really. There's. <laughs> he might actually be dead.
1: You know, <laughs> I'm I don't scared know. to look. It's, it does stink, but I mean, Mitch. A, he, he does. He always has a sense. He's got that. Yeah. He's got that hobo smell.
0: <laughs> He's, but he doesn't have that fun hobo look, like the gloves no. with the fingers cut no, off. No, he doesn't. doesn't have a stick with a handkerchief. Yeah, they like tied at the end of the stick. Yeah. Or a hat with a patch on it. Or know
1: top. a lot of like little, like you know, tunes.
0: An oversized cigar. <laughs> my uh, interpretation <laughs> of hobos is completely cartoon related. It is. Yeah. It, but That's a hobo. I you, would love to be you're, a cartoon You're, you're hobo. choosing
1: to live the life as a cartoon character if you choose a yes. hobo, in my book. Um, but without further ado, one of our favorite newer segments. Is yes. who played it better. Uh, I, I always enjoy these, and you know you usually screw me, but you didn't. You you know what? You, tried you didn't to... do too bad this time because it was actually surprisingly easier to cast. Good. Than I was initially thinking. Like, how can you cast these iconic characters again? But I did it. Did you use Eric Stoltz? Because I would. <laughs> well, he was original, so I can't. It was like, if you, it was like we're gonna... he clearly didn't play it better. I'll flip it back to Eric Stoltz. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, but who wants to go first? Uh, I want to hear. want to hear Back
3: to the Future.
0: You want to hear Back to the Future first? Okay. Yep.
1: Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and start at the big the big hitters because I you go know, I'm it. just not even going to make you wait. I'm not going to tease you or tantalize you. Right. I'm just going to come right out and say it. I cannot think of a better current day actor who's young enough to do a Michael J. Fox than Tom Holland. He that is, is a perfect. Cast. He is Marty McFly, and. You know, I, he's just perfect, and he's, you know, high school age. It's one of the things that was difficult about casting this movie is, I, I I think, I don't know, I didn't research, I didn't bother to do that because that's work, but I, I have a feeling that most of the actors were probably in their early to mid-20s, and they're supposed to be playing high school kids, Yeah, you know, so it it's really hard to research that, because some actors can easily pull off a younger look, uh, but... The actors that I'm more familiar with are in their mid to late twenties. Uh like to me, that's young Hollywood still. You know, so like I, it, it's difficult. But Tom Holland is still a kid. He is a child. You know, he he's still a young guy. I, you know, I, what he might be 21, 20, something 21. Yeah. He can maybe drink legally now, but he still can easily pull off. You know, and, and so could Michael J. Fox. He's he got could, that. Yeah, he's Michael got J. that Fox wholesome kind of. Not now. Okay, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he's. Uh you know, I I hate to be mean to Michael J. Fox because I mean he, he could still play a mean Johnny be good. Yeah. Did you see that YouTube video like when he did it with Coldplay? that? I, yeah, I think I I did catch part it of it. It was that. a little sad, but but, but, but it, it was still, It was better than you yeah. would have thought. Like, like Oh god, they're happy. not gonna give him a guitar, are they?
0: Uh, okay, guys. Yeah.
1: But he was doing all right. Like okay. they they could have turned down his amp a little bit. Yeah. But no, they were like, do it. No, no shame. It'd it would have been great if they turned him all the way down and just played the recording You're <laughs> like, yeah, you
0: do it really <laughs> good. They just
1: played the scene from Back to the Future. <laughs> and then all of a sudden when he's in the middle strumming, he's like,
3: hey, you know that new song? Yeah, you know that? What?
1: Uh, I'm not doing that, am I? Uh, I'm amazing. What? I'm throwing my voice playing this song. This is insane. You just do it. Uh, but yeah, Tom Holland Tom is going to be my Michael J. Fox. Okay, uh, I dig it. I don't really know other than... like. um. Homecoming. I don't know that he's done a lot of movies uh, in high school, but I mean, high school is not the point, really. It's just can you be charming and kind of you know what is he's an aloof kind of guy. Yeah, he's very quick on his feet. He's he's lovable. He's a totally scam. lovable.
0: He's a lovable scamp.
1: Yeah, so that to me was the easiest. Like I had Tom Tom Holland just sprung to my brain as soon as I thought Michael J. Fox. Now for Doc Brown. I'm, I have yet to decide, so I'm just going to make a call right now.
0: Ooh, this is live, folks. This is live, making it Not a when you watch it, and but when I'm here right so now. So
1: I was trying to think of an actor who, because, uh, you know, like in the new Back to the Future, you would have uh, 30 years in the past would be like 89. Yes. So, like, who would be, you know, not really young? Like, I, I, it's hard because that of that point. Like, who, yeah. I can't pick an actor. The, the actor has to be in their 40s or 50s. Because, you know, young Doc, I mean, they don't have to be. Because I think, you know, uh, Christopher Lloyd was older, I guess. Uh, But it's difficult. Like, my point is, like, I I almost picked an actor based on age. And after picking Tom Holland, I thought, I'll go Robert Downey Jr. as Doc Brown. It would be a different direction. Uh, And, you know, like, they have that kind of chemistry already. But I thought, no, too easy. Instead, I'm going Kate McKinnon. (laughs)
0: I was waiting for Carl Weathers, but I like what you. No,
1: got. I'm sorry. Now Kate McKinnon is young; she's in her mid 30s, so they're going to have to do a little bit of aging up, which I think they could. But if you watch her, she is she's got that Christopher Lloyd crazy eye. Yeah, she can bug her eyes out very easily. Like she she is the female younger version of Christopher
0: Lloyd. I could see that.
1: Uh, very funny, uh, capable a capable actor. Uh, just right for like, I mean, she's a scene stealer. Yeah, I think especially from Ghostbusters. Yeah, I can see the Doc. Yeah, Holtzman brownies. came to yeah. mind immediately too. So like, you know, they they'll have to do a little bit of aging up on her, and then you know, when they go back nineteen eighty nine, she's already younger. It won't be too hard to make her look younger. Yeah. Uh, they they didn't they didn't honestly do a whole lot of work to young up Christopher Lloyd no. <laughs> when they went back to nineteen <clears> 19- <throat> no nineteen sixty five. 55. 55. 55. Yeah. So I, I love the, and I think that Tom Holland and Kate McKinnon could have some good fun like, yeah. together. So it, it's a little bit of a gender swap. I know those aren't always, yeah, I know, you, oh, I'm ruining your childhood. All of my memories are destroyed. But it, it is not for the sake of swapping genders. It's just like, I really think she could do it. Uh, I don't think you would look at her, like maybe at first you hear an announcement like, oh, Kate McKinnon's going to be Doc Brown. That's fucked up. Uh, no. First of all, get woke, buddy. No, no, she's funny, and I could see her in that scientist role. Now, for Lorraine, again, like I, I was looking at a lot of sitcom actors because I always felt like Leah Thompson was just like one of those perfect sitcom actors. Caroline in the City, yeah, Caroline in the City, very very eighties wholesome. Um, and so, like, it was very hard to find an actor because again, you're gonna have to, you know, they're gonna have to have some kind of range. Uh, So I thought, okay, once again, we're thinking about the 80s, going back to the 80s, back to the future. Haley uh, Steinfeld was great in Bumblebee. Yes. And she's a very sweet all-American girl, and she's the type of person I wouldn't mind having sex with if they were my mother. (laughs) It's one of those sentences when you hear again later, like,
0: wait a minute. How did I word that?
1: Running for Congress, Ron Avis in 2019 admitted he wouldn't mind having sex with his mother. <laughs> but no, it if happened. It were, if it were Haley's, is it Steinfeld? Steinfeld? It's Steinfeld, right? Steinfeld. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> that was good. It. Like ah, that. <laughs> um, and you know the Lorraine role, it's not so critical. Just you just have some chops. It's, it's she's got some it. chops. She can't. Dis- she can't detract from in the movie. Like she's gonna add to it a little bit. Okay, so moving on to George. George. This is George was Mc... It's a big so, one for me. You know, Crispin Glover, uh, the guy. original, he's got to be a totally weird guy. Weird. Scanning my my brain, look, thinking for youngish actors who are weird guys, and Ezra Miller popped up in the movie. Oh, yeah. I can see him as a George McFly. He's very awkward. Hey, you, get, <laughs> get your, your damn, damn hands, hands off her. Off
0: her. <laughs> I could see Ezra Miller popping Yeah, off.
1: absolutely. So, uh, Ezra Miller seemed like a very natural choice, so I'm going to go one. with him. Thank you. And I, I decided to just uh, stop at Biff. Okay. Like I didn't go any further than Biff. So for Biff, that's, I mean, very tricky. Like that, there aren't a lot of actors who you just put into that, plug into that kind of ding-dong bully kind of yeah. role, you know. It's just not something you see much anymore. But Will Poulter. Okay. I could see him being like a Biff. Like, I could see that. You know, he, he acts tough. He's a bully, but he's really kind of harmless for the most part. Yeah. You know. Uh, and uh, of course, you know you may know him from a lot of things. Like I think he was in the Maze Runner movies. Yep. He was in uh, Meet the Millers. Yeah. Uh, but and, and other things too as well. But you just look at him, he has a biff look. Yeah. And he's funny. He has good timing. Like, a little angry, I, little confused. He, he has a kind of that face for sure. Can kind of you know he can dumb up his face. Yes. Easily. Uh. So you know, yeah, that's my who played it better. Very nice. Very past. nice. You, I would you. I would watch that movie. I would watch the hell out of that movie. Let's see her So because you know Tom Holland might not be doing Spider-Man for too much
0: longer, anyway. At least one
1: more, but that—that's gonna be it. Ah, Sony, Disney, mm. please. They've
0: please. Stop ruined, fighting. Get back together. Ruined our lives. Yeah, they did. All right, so I'm I'm
1: recasting my cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinnie, this is gonna I, be. I, I'm very curious how you, is like, these are just tailor-made actors for the roles, and one one star who broke out big time.
0: I uh, I watched it. The, in the wee hours of, of this morning mm-hmm, um, from about two to four um after I got home from seeing it chapter two turned this on um just to refresh myself and it was it was a very I'm glad that I did for a number of reasons. Um let's see I got one one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine.
1: Did you cast the grits guy? I like did I cast, requested I Thank did. You.
0: <laughs> you mean Sam Tipton? Mm. Sam Gritz, Guy
1: Tipton. <laughs> did you do that?
0: <laughs> uh, cast. Uh, it was originally played by Maury Chaykin. Okay. Yes, Maury Chaykin. Maury, played, like, a Maury. Yes, I also did the director. Mm.
1: I thank I, you. I, the <clears throat> I didn't bother to do that. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> but um, so okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in reverse. So I, hey,
1: can we can we both kind of powwow real
0: quick and yes. brainstorm who could who could direct a Back to the Future remake? Who could do a Back to the Future remake?
1: Um, do that. Who has a like a comedic? Because I mean, Robert Zemeckis is such a unique cat. He's, yes, he's you know he's he's got an eye, and he's very into technology. Like he he's he. I feel like if there's a tech if there's some sort of new tech that he's into, he'll write a story around that tech. Uh, but do it a good do
0: it a good job. Let's see here if we did. Uh... There's a number of names that pop in my head right yeah? after that that would be wildly inappropriate. Give me the first one Chris Nolan, a Chris Nolan back to the future. Oh my god, would I would be, love to see how it would be grounded be seriously in reality. seriously intense.
1: <laughs> um, I'd watch that though. Holy shit! Uh, yeah. I mean, you might not get you. I mean, instantly, you're taking everybody out and putting in like you know, Michael, Christ, you're getting uh, Michael Caine plays, yeah, you're getting uh, Michael Caine is Biff, yes, <laughs> obviously. You know, like Christian Bale is Christ- Marty McFly. Christian Bale Marty McFly. Uh, you're gonna get uh, uh, who's Tom Hardy gonna play? I mean, Tom Hardy's gonna play McFly, obviously. Yeah, he'll be McFly. Uh, 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 and who's the, who's like the French actress who's in a lot of his movies? Who played in Inception? It was. Um, and she was she was also in Dark Knight. Yeah, Not she, Dark Knight, but Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah. She was uh, anyway. Talia. She she would be no, she would be Lorraine. We yeah. don't have to like say her name, but yeah, you got, that's, that that would happen. That lady, that lady, that French lady with that her little her cute little like mole. Yes, whatever that that is that lady French mole with her baguettes and her outrageous French accents. <laughs> I can't picture that face with that voice. Ho ho ho, Kelvin Klein. I see you are Calvin Klein. <laughs> Would
0: you like to join us downstairs for some baguettes? That is what I saw in your
1: underwear. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm sorry. That, so we'll, we'll just say Christopher Nolan's going to uh, my back to the future. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, please continue. No, <laughs> I really <laughs> want to see this movie in more <laughs> That was now. worth it. <laughs> that was totally worth it. Totally worth it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a brilliant
1: movie. Uh, so
0: glad you agree. All right, let's see here. So I'll, I'll go, I'll go in reverse order. Okay. And I'll I'll come back and do the director. You like the build-up. Yeah. I do. So I'm gonna start with uh, Sam Gritz Guy <laughs> originally played by Maury Chaykin. Yes. Um sounds like a game show so,
1: producer. Yeah. Didn't you see from the 70s, like I can I can see that. Produced by Maury Chaykin. Produced by Maury Chaken. <laughs> So
0: um with a lot of these as you know I usually like to try and pick a couple guys you do, you do. I, I I picked a couple
1: guys um and then uh, I'm directing this like I I am directing this movie I'm co-directing I'm I'm casting like I I make the decisions yes. like, you you're bringing me yeah. the list here's the guys This that is I a personal this movie's personal so like I have to approve this list so uh for Sam,
0: this is I had I had a couple picks and I ended up going um because I I'll, what I'll try and do is I try and get within kind of the age range of the original actor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I try and as there were a couple of these, it was like one of them is is well outside, um probably probably more than ten years, but I think it would still works. So okay, okay.
1: I bet a lot of these oh. guys I'm not going to know by name,
0: but uh, Sam Guy Tipton, I ended up I went with Taylor Labine. Labine, I don't know how you say his. Labine, is he, is he uh, French? He actually he played one of the uh, the the Mounties in Super Troopers too. Oh, um, okay. he was okay. also in Tucker and Dale versus evil damn it I haven't seen it it's, too. A great, it's a great I movie. hear that I, highly I hear it's recommend like it. one of those
1: great uh you know Jim's like he was in Antitrust
0: movies. with Ryan Philippe. Oh, that's right the hacker movie yes
1: right? yeah. um uh, but he you're gonna give Ryan Philippi over uh oh gosh what's his face who played the Gates character um married to Susan Sarandon yes uh
0: and his name just went right
1: up. shake Redemption. Tim Robbins. Tim I Robbins. beat you. I beat you. You did. <laughs> what it. I did is I threw, I did the equivalent of like you chasing me and me throwing barrels at your feet, like trash cans. You yes. stumbled and got your mind off of it. And then I thought of the answer. You did. Damn it. Yes. It's the only way I can beat you. <clears throat> Distract you with. Throw preverbi- barrels at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Metaphorical trash cans. You are, the,
0: you are the Donkey Kong to my Super Mario.
1: <sighs> Love them. Okay.
0: Okay. So yep. So I and I ha, I had to go with him because the because the first guy that I thought of Jim O'Hare who played uh, he was on uh, Parks and Rec played uh, Jerry Gergich.
2: Oh. He he
0: fit he fit the the description for uh-huh. me. But when I went and I looked, um, Amore Chakin was only in his forties when I played this guy, and Jim O'Hare is uh, in his late fifties. So I felt like it would be a little bit of a betrayal to that. But he was kind of my first immediate
1: pick. But, I don't uh, like seeing actors who are known very specifically yeah. for a role on television. Yeah. Kind of takes me out of it. But yeah. Good call, though.
0: Uh, yeah, I went. But so, you didn't go with him. No. No, he was my he was my gut instinct. So you went with who again? Taylor the, Labine. Taylor L-A Labine. Labine.
1: I don't know. It's L-A-B-I-N-E. I'm going to approve this casting decision okay. because yes. I, I've seen... Super Troopers 2. Yes. And I'll, I can only think of the guy who played cur, played Curly in the Three Stooges. Like he's Will only, Sasso? He's Will Sasso, yeah. He's the only one that I can remember off the top of my head. But they, they were funny as a group. Yes. They were funny as a group. I believe he had a beard
0: in, uh, in Super Troopers 2. Okay,
1: okay. Did he have dark hair? I think so. Okay, okay. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Not not a bad start. Not a bad start. I'm going to trust your instincts on this one. Let's see here. As... As we're uh, as we're talking, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can he- see him like claiming to be able to cook grits in a shorter amount of time. Yes, <laughs> have kind of a generally confused because he he would think he has magic grits. Yes, you
0: could you could you could confuse him on the stand and make it a big dramatic thing. Mm, yeah. So um, I guess. <laughs> uh, do you have magic grits?
1: Did you get those grits from checking his beat stuck? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was wonderful. That was just plain
2: wonderful.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> makes me so happy that
1: we do this. <laughs> right? <sighs> All right. Who's next? Who's next? All right. So I'm going to go. I'm
0: intrigued. Sheriff Farley. Ooh, yeah. Played by Bruce McGill. I hope he's got a good mustache. Um, capable of growing one. The. Uh, uh, Sam Elliott was one of the guys that I picked that was on my list because oh. of his mustache. He's got that southern sheriff kind of feel to him.
1: He does get first call on all mustache roles.
0: Yeah, It's like this guy's got a mustache. Let's call Sam. Yeah, um, but he, again, kind of on the too old side. Too old. He yeah. could have done it, but he's an older fellow. <laughs> Not to
1: be like ageist or anything. You're right. He knows he's too old.
0: And the the guy that I did pick is is my one that's a little bit too old for the role, mm. based on um, Bruce McGill's age when when he played this. Okay. But I went with J.K. Simmons.
3: Mm, uh, yeah, you
0: put a, a mustache on him because the thing about Bruce McGill is he was not a he was not a prominent character in the uh-huh. movie. Yeah, but uh, he starts off as a mild antagonist mm-hmm. uh, because during, the, the, sh- interrogation during the interrogation, during the interrogation, he's a, he's an antagonist. But by the end, he's pivotal in that last mm-hmm. moment, and there he's he's given some credence to um, to Vinny's his his prowess as an attorney. Because even says, no, you do, your own. Yeah, you do your own research. You do your own research. He's yeah. like, I got three minutes. you know. So he, he, does, he does it for him. And so yeah. I, I like that. And then he testifies, and that's kind yeah. of the final nail in the coffin that that's right. gets him off. So I was like, okay, J.K. It K. would look Simmons. good for him if they convicted those kids. Yes. Those New York punks. Yes, the punks from New York. Yeah. Dang. I punks. like that. I like that, J.K. Simmons. So I was like, all right, Jacob, slap a mustache on him. He, you know, well, he could grow a mustache. He could grow a Absolutely. mustache. wouldn't even have you to. Could, it wouldn't even have to be fake. You could, you could get a mustache on him tomorrow.
1: He grows a mustache in a couple of hours.
0: He's because you know he's that J Jonah Jameson, a mustached fellow.
1: Mm-hmm. So, was he mustached in in uh, the drum movie? Um, no, no, he
0: was not. Okay, okay, but that was a great movie. <sighs> Love that movie. I can watch the last 10 minutes of that movie over and over and over. Oh, the last 10
1: minutes of the movie? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my <laughs> he's just gosh. like going ham on those drums. Ble- his hands are bleeding. He's yeah. So, oh, it's so great. It's pretty good. All
0: right. So now I'm going to move on to John Gibbons, um, the, the uh, public defender. Mm-hmm. Done, yes, played by Austin Pendleton. Love that guy. Um, and I only I only came up with two. I had two names for this one. Yeah. Um, and admittedly, I think the first name I came up with was like... I Came up with a second name just so that I could say, All right, I've considered somebody else, but okay. um, Bob Odenkirk is who I went just immediately. Ooh, yes,
1: very good. Uh, Bob,
0: he's like, Okay, kind of an incompetent lawyerish kind of guy. He's got he's I think he's played that once or twice, yeah. Um, and it's because I it was like, Somebody really needs to be able to nail that stutter because it's not oh, an actual yeah. stutter, it's just the no nerves, more it's <laughs> the nerves from being up in front of everyone. And, oh, I, I yeah.
1: love that character, too. Anytime he's in anything else.
0: So I was like, okay, because yeah. my the only other one I came up with Paul S. Tompkins. Um, oh, well, he could have done it. He he yeah. could have done it too. But I was like, God, Bob Odenkirk just feels I love like BSK. he would.
1: It's not.
0: He would. Bob Odenkirk would just kind of nail it a little. He Paul S. Tompkins has has that. Um, he just he, you look at him and you want to laugh. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, he's Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah,
0: he's just he's just a. A friendly, funny kind of guy. Yeah, and I, I was like,
1: Bob Odenkirk would—he'd he'd
0: get up there in a suit and he'd at least look like a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: he's made his career, yes, you know, as a lawyer. So
0: it's like, okay, he could—he could get up there, do the stutter, and get you. Get yeah. He, he could
1: nail that stutter for sure. <clears throat> love it. Loving it. So yeah, I just love Bob Odenkirk and anything. Anyway.
0: Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he and I feel like you could, like, just in the in the back in the audience, an Easter egg—you could throw David Cross as one of the onlookers, <laughs> just for the heck of it. Yeah. And Mr. Show throw out.
1: Or David Cross could be the little the old elderly black lady that with would glasses. Big. He could just slip in. That there. would
0: that would totally work. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. He does David. have big glasses. Um so now Trotter. now Trotter. Now Trotter. Now Trotter. Jim Trotter played by Lane Smith. Mm-hmm. Um he was the uh he was the nemesis to coach Gordon Bombay <laughs> in, in the first Mighty Ducks.
1: He was the dad from son in law?
0: Yes, he was. He plays he plays a good uh um, older fellow who uh, who doubts the abilities of younger people.
1: Oh, very good. That you is just a, pinpointed his whole
0: character trait. That's him. He's to good an,
1: at it. To too. Yeah. And again, seemingly an antagonist, but, you know, but but never does anything underhanded. Yeah, it's it's all very it's, You just don't like him because he's the opposing. Yeah, he is the antagonist. You're not he's, supposed to like him. Yeah. There's there's just something about him. Uh,
0: he's a little he's a, He's not sneaky, but he's almost sneaky, and he's everybody's dad that doubts the ability of younger folks. Yes. so good job. He's a, he's a little condescending in that fashion. Okay, so, who, who's so um, I had I had two names because again, I, I mean, there's a very this a southern feel, and I'm like, okay, I want somebody that can really um, convey kind of that uh, a little a little bit of nasty with some southern charm, mm-hmm. and so I went with Billy Bob Thornton on that one. Ah. I feel like he could endear you a little bit, like you'd almost want to root for him. But he, at the same time, he would be a good foil. I liked. to yeah, I like him.
1: Billy Bob. Billy Bob gets a bad rap sometimes. I thought you were going to lean towards John Goodman.
0: He, because I, 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 John Goodman is not a bad call on that yeah. one. Yeah, he. I feel like John Goodman would, because um, Lane Smith. I mean, there was he had enough um, showtime on there, enough uh, of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. But I feel like John Goodman could outshine. Uh, of Vinny a little bit, yeah, that's maybe um, and Billy Bob Thornton. I mean, he's he's still got. I, th- I feel like he's still got a little bit of juice in the tank. But I feel like Billy
1: Bob Thornton's career
0: is in its waning stage. Yeah, he's not done. It's not like oh, Billy Bob needs to go. But
1: and he doesn't. I don't think he has any agenda. Outshine anybody? No. Billy Bob always just seems so laid back. Yeah, and, you know, kind of just just kind of delivers. But he's just so effortless in his delivery. And that
0: I, I feel like his southern charm would kind of just exude from, I, I from, feel from like his persona. Good stuff up. Uh, so then, then it brings me to Judge Haller, played mm. previously by Fred Gwynn. And uh, this one, this one, I went through a few few names, uh, but ultimately I, I settled on Jeff Bridges. Ah, because I feel like you get you a clean cut Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and you got you a good old Southern uh, kind of gentleman because he he can play that Southern that Southern guy. Jeff really Bridges well. can play anything he, he wants. Can, yeah, he can
1: do just about anything. He could play an urban. Like inner city kid, if he wanted to,
0: he could. He could totally nail it. And and you need at no point in the movie did you feel like he was overtly sympathetic to Trotter. Mm -hmm. He was very fair and very equal. It was most of his interactions were just
1: he was suspicious. That's just all he was. He was suspicious that you know the the you know the big city lawyer yep would come in and make a mockery of his courtroom. And and in that I was like I feel like
0: Jeff Daniels would have kind of this. You'd have know, this endearing quality to him, and I think when I get to my uh, when I get to my Vinny, I think he would be a, a good again a good kind of foil to him as as uh, somebody that would exasperate Vinny because mm. that's a lot of what he did as he you know, especially when he's looking him up trying to find who he is. Yeah, was that can, you know he's just this exhaustion? It's like oh, I'm trying to find this guy. I'm trying right, to nail right, him right, down. Right, right.
1: Um, he is very exasperated a lot. Yes. Today. Cool. So cool. Jeff Bridges. I, I, this is a very good cast you got. I right have
0: one here. John Voight and Brian Cox were kind of my backups on that, but I felt like Jeff Bridges really just—I feel like he's the one that I want in there. I would be interested in seeing Brian Cox. He—I he, think he could pull it off too. Yeah. Um, but
1: I, ultimately, I was like, I think
0: Jeff Bridges conveys the serious component the best.
1: If you're if you're serving up, if you're giving me the choice of the two of them, I'm gonna take Jeff Bridges every yes. time. But I, I do like Brian Cox. I if you could have a side of Brian pretty Cox, I can have a little side of Cox. Just a side of Cox
0: in there. <laughs> No, Cox. just a little cocks.
1: <laughs> you know, it makes everything better. <laughs> We're 13. Exactly. <laughs> Aren't we little stinkers? <laughs> it's what we do. It's why you love us. It's why you listen to us. You need us to be those little scrap <sighs> scallions.
0: So now I'm getting i am down to my last four. <sighs>
1: down to, down last to my four. last four. All right.
0: So Stan Rothenstein mm-hmm. played Kali by Stein. M- Mitchell Whitfield. So we originally okay. played him. Okay. And this one, this one was, um, I, I, I kind of toiled over this one a little bit cause I needed somebody young mm-hmm. and, um, they play him really Jewish in the movie. Yes. I mean, they're like the, his, his, they, they don't make a lot of mention of it, but just his mannerisms are very, um, He's very New York Jew. New York Jew is who they're really going for in that. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, and I don't say that in a nasty way. I, no, it's I, don't, because it's, I I just recognize it. <laughs> it's, it's a thing. Like a New York Jewish person is, is kind I'm
1: of a fan
0: of it. I love it to death. Yeah. But that's what he was going for. <sighs> and so I, I wanted, I wanted to, I was looking, I looked at Jewish actors. Okay. Cause all I right. wanted, I wanted some authenticity
1: there. So you like listened to all of the Adam Sandler movies, all songs, <laughs> <laughs> I watched all, songs. Watched all <laughs> of them. Um, Rod Carew. <laughs> that's actually
0: who I, I went with. Hall of Famer yes, Rod Carew. Yes, he's a good one. He he's a great, you know, and you know there was uh, there's some fine looking Jews out there.
1: Um, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can also like strangulate a, a a pretty bad joke. Yeah, we can. And make it kind of funny. We can do that in a sad way. Very sad. <laughs> a lot of my jokes end sadly. Um, I I I suckle at the teat of sadness. Every day, <laughs>
0: <sighs> that may be the favorite, my favorite thing that's ever been said on this podcast. I suckle at the teat of sadness every day. Every day. <laughs> it's
1: that, a lyric that belongs. That belongs. That's on a the, poem.
0: Belongs in a greeting card. Yeah, it does for Mother's Day. <laughs> for Mother's Day, <laughs> just because
1: mom's teat
0: <laughs> sadness. <laughs> This is the Teat of Mom's Sadness.
1: Mom's <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, my are, glasses are fogging up. We are completely off the rails oh, at this point. Oh, my God, man. Thank you for joining. <laughs> it's been great. Good night. You go out <laughs> You're high just note. joining us. Why are you just joining us? This I don't is a know. podcast. You got to start from the beginning. I don't man. know how you're just joining us. <laughs> if you just like took the little bar and scrolled all the way to that moment, yeah, their their stuff's always shit the first forty five minutes or so. Just magic. Slide in. It was magic. <sighs> what you just did there? Well, then what you did is you just stumbled upon comedy gold, sir. Total, ma'am, sir, person, ma'am. individual, individual who doesn't identify as a pronoun.
0: Yes, yeah, perhaps android from the future. I don't know. I was Could be. thinking about an OS, like a phone OS. I was thinking about uh, um, a human robot. Yeah, I, no, no, that, that's way more, that no. makes way more sense than me as an
1: operating system. like. That. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, back to the Jews. Back to the Jews. <laughs> uh,
0: so, I went with, I went with Logan Lerman. <laughs> that, Logan yep. Lerman? Logan Lerman. All right, moving along. Okay. No. I'll unpack <laughs> that a little bit because uh, Logan Lerman, he played uh, Percy Jackson. In the Percy Jackson oh, okay. movies okay. Um, he's 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 a lovable kind of kid. He was in uh the uh perks of being a wallflower, mm. uh, which I really enjoyed him in that. He was, the, he was the title character of that. And so, I, I what I wanted is I wanted somebody that would compliment um, because I had had to recast Ralph Macchio, which is mm. took, took a little doing, but I feel like I did. I wanted somebody that could compliment you. Got to
1: find a 40 year old who looks young enough to play
0: 20. Uh, I needed. Some, I was like, all right. I want somebody. I, need, I needed somebody with a little bit of that New York, you know, yes, Brooklyn kind. Because
1: of. Ralph Macchio's got the moxie. Yeah, he's got that he's, Italian
0: kind yes. of. Yes. And so, uh, but I felt like when I when I picked my Ralph Macchio, um, this this kid would would play well. They would play well together. They would look like they could be friends. They would act, and this and Logan Lerman, I felt like would be because um, uh, Stan Roth <laughs> He uh, he kind he's he's the guy that kind of freaks out. He's freaking out about stuff. Yeah. Ralph Macchio kind of tries to stay cool and calm yeah, and collected. Yeah. And the other guy's like, <laughs> he's worried, but he's he's, he's got that moxie though. Yes.
1: You know, so he's hustled his
0: way out of worse <clears throat> things in Brooklyn before. My my Bill Gambini, played mm. by Ralph Macchio.
1: Okay,
0: I uh, I, I really I I this the the kid that I ended up picking, um, uh, Michael Angarano, mm. which. Uh, you probably, unless you've seen the Jason Statham movie Wildcard. haven't, or the Disney movie Sky High, I have, but uh, he, it's been a while. He was uh, um, Kurt Russell's son. Okay, in that um, he's an Italian American. Okay, so right. I was I went and he uh, to me because uh, the gabagool. <laughs> I, he said, "Get him the gabagool. He wants the gabagool. That's what he wants. Get him that. That's all I'm saying." <laughs> how you
3: doing? Uh, how you doing?
0: I don't. I don't. <laughs> so uh, when I picked when I picked Ralph Macchio's character, Michael Ingerano, uh That's that's I, I wanted somebody because he's about the same age as Logan Lerman. The two of them, they've got. I feel makes like sense. They would have a good aesthetic yeah. together. They would act well off of each other. Um, I I was I also had Ansel Eggert. Um, oh. I felt like he could play the cool kind of guy, but ultimately I didn't like the way in my mind that he and Logan Lerman. I was like, I don't like that. Um, and then Josh Peck, the kid, played Josh and Drake and Josh, um, and he just felt too goofy to me. Okay, he had kind of the look, and he had—I think he's from Brooklyn uh, okay. or from New York. So I was like, I liked him, but at the same time, I, I was like, ah. Eh. So now I, I'm down to Mona Lisa Vito mm. and Vincent
1: Gambini. Don't don't you ruin my childhood. <laughs> um, Mo, Mona Lisa, Mona, Mona Lisa, Lisa Vito, Vito. Marissa Tomei. She's 28. Was she twenty eight? Twenty eight. She might have even been younger than that. She was twenty eight because uh, she didn't make sense standing next to was Joe
0: Pesci. I think it was fifty two or fifty three. Yeah, it was, it was one of those like
1: tail end of his career. Really, yeah, really. Back then
0: really kind of like what? What's going on here? And
1: let's can we talk about Joe Pesci just for a oh, second? We could talk about Joe Pesci for the rest. Well, of go it. ahead, go ahead, and go ahead, and go ahead and do your Mona Lisa Vito. Okay, my Mona Lisa. I, I loved
0: her. Mona Lisa Vito. Um, I originally was leaning towards Anne Hathaway because uh, I felt because she's from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, and she could play younger. I could see her going, like, you blend. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I f- I was like, I really want somebody who's going to look. And, like when the audience sees her, it's like, all right, she's younger. And I went with Emmy Rossum. She's on Shameless. Um, she doesn't have, I mean, she's got a few. Is she in uh, anything else because her name sounds she's like she's got weird. a few other acting I haven't credits. Seen Shameless. I, I know her mostly from Shameless. Um, but uh, is that the William H. Macy yes. show? Yes. Okay. I think you'll you recognize her when I when I pull her she up. She
1: her the name is familiar. Oh, okay. Oh my god, she does look like a like a Mona Lisa Vito.
0: And she a, a lot of Mona Lisa is in the attitude.
1: Oh yeah. I mean that's almost I mean
0: that's the driving element of that character there because there's 100%. She's got the attitude but she backs it up. I mean she like in that in the final scene when you have that, the, the, the pause traction and all that, you're like,
1: the scene that won her an Oscar.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you gotta have somebody that really nails that. And, it did. and she, I feel like she could really pull it off. I was like, you know what? And she's got the look from the pictures. Yes. You just showed she's because uh, it was, uh, she's got the look, she's got the attitude. I'm like, okay, she could, she could really pull this off. And so it is, it's all attitude. It's all, all attitude. All attitude. Um, and then that brings me to Vincent Gambini, Joe Pesci. All
1: right, let's go. So um, now we can talk about it. Now talk. we can talk about Joe Pesci. This is during a period of time when he was, for some reason, trying a bunch of comedies. Yeah. He was in the Super, which I enjoyed a little. It was fun. Yep. He did that Gone Fishing with um, with Danny Glover. With Danny Glover. Just, just a so this, ton of comedy. This was before
0: Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, right? It was a little yeah, bit before that. The,
1: that too, is sort same like kind of comedy. Yeah, right? the nineties uh, comedy. So, like, a, an actor who made his living in like playing like a gangster, yep. a tough guy, was all of a sudden just in like decades worth of comedies, and all not very good. But he, something about him in this role, just it. He, for me anyway, Vincent Gambini is like almost like his pinnacle role like i know that sounds crazy because of how amazing he is and like goodfellas and casino and raging bull like you know all of those movies you know even like jfk like he's great with that ridiculous wig but this is the movie i'll forever remember him as he's so good and it makes me it kind of makes me like wistful you know like i wish he could have been more successful in comedy Y- yeah. 'Cause he, he he did have a good sense of humor. He had a great time. He really did. He got himself because well I mean, you know, he was so good. He was so damn yeah. good He's like a unstable un- little Napoleon esque guy. You know, you look at what him. What do you mean he, funny? Yeah, right. He's gonna stab you in the neck with a pin. He's just crazy enough to do that. It's like Joey Pantellone, you know, like yes. Joey Pants. Joey he's kinda Pants. got that same like that's just what he does. He's just ready to ignite. Ready to blow and any uh, moment. But I just want to take, like, a second to recognize how damn good he was, it, you know, flexing his comedy muscle. Like, he was really good. Oh, yeah. It, it's To me, it's, like, his most iconic role. And he didn't get an Oscar nomination, which is nuts. How can you nominate, you know, Marissa Tomei and not him?
0: Yeah, if you're going to give her a nomination. I mean, admittedly, this when you know, the scene where she shines, she shines really well. Yeah. But he shines throughout the entire movie. If you're the gonna entire rec- movie. If you're going to recognize this movie as Oscar worthy. Yeah. It is a bit of a slap in the face to not give um, Joe Pesci some credit because, I mean, even I mean, even when she's delivering her speech, I mean, there's so many things about his mannerisms during that. Yeah. Um, that are I mean, like when he sits. That a is a two-person trotter. conversation.
1: Oh, yeah. That is not a single no. Count, you know,
0: because he's I mean, the, the questions he's asking her are leading her, he's setting her up. He's I mean, it's like here she he hits it up and she spikes it over the over the net. Oh yeah, she's deserving. He's, I'm volleyball. not not
1: taking anything away from Marissa Tomei because it turns out she oh, was yeah. pretty damn good. She was fantastic. She had a she was really damn good in that and she continued being really damn good for yeah. a long time. So, you know. It's May. It's my May. Yeah. Um, so, you know, anyways, uh so who do you got? I went with uh
0: Michael Imperioli He well, played uh, uh the name Christopher Moltisante on the Sopranos. Oh.
1: Uh, Christopher. Okay. Christopher. Christopher Moltisanti. Okay, he hasn't. Man, he hasn't. Do you think he could do it? Do you think he's got the comedy? I I think. I think, especially because there were a lot of there were a lot of funny kind of scenes in The Sopranos.
0: And he um, he's got he's got that relationship that goes back with uh, Joe Pesci, Mm -hmm. as you go back to uh, Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. And uh, Christopher Moltisanti. Oh, that's right. He he shoots shoots him
1: in in the foot. Yeah, Yeah. he
0: shoots him in the foot, and then he forgot about that. Um, But uh, and because it's one of those like. I mean, Joe Pesci is one of those – one of the handful of guys that's like this guy you would believe if you found out he was in the mob. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. Mm-hmm. And so it was like he, – because he, I had uh, my other two that I had. I had uh, – Oh, yeah. S- I had cool. Scott Bayo Oh, thank God. And, and Dan Fogler because um, I wanted – he's a Balls of Fury. Oh, he's He's, uh, he's, he's yeah. got some comedy chops and he's from Brooklyn. Yeah. But it's when I was like – and sometimes you'll play –
1: He could have – he would have been maybe an easy choice due to his stature, and his yeah. size, and he has a similar build. To yeah, Garpeche. and he
0: could he could do a really cartoonish, um, New York kind of guy. But uh, okay. I was like Michael uh, Michael Imperioli.
1: Um, I like that actor. He's, he was as Christopher. He was amazing. Yeah, and I was like, he, this guy's got some. I just can't think of anything else. I mean, other than what you pointed he's, out. Uh,
0: he at most I think a lot of the other stuff he's done is uh, kind of mob kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was he in Mickey Blue Eyes?
1: I actually didn't see that. I love Mickey Blue Eyes. Little big Mickey Blue Eyes from Kansas City. The funniest scene in Sopranos was like with him and Polly, when they it's it's the really famous episode where they're the Russian like escapes into the, like into the woods. Yes, and he said he was a they 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 were mistakenly calling him an interior decorator, and then like he turns the Polly and goes but his place looked like shit. <laughs> that delivery was amazing.
0: He was, he, he was, he was great on that cause he was the up and coming guy yeah. um, and he was, he was impetuous and he was eager yeah. and it just, it, he but he played it so well. He did. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think of something. I'm looking for something here that's of significance because there's not a lot of other stuff. Mitch albums for one more day. No one saw that. Uh, Sopranos uh, really is kind of the one. Th- I mean, he was in Shark Tale. He did the voice of Frankie, a mobster shark. I think he's sick of that?
1: <laughs> I mean, it puts food on the table. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay. Christopher Moltisanti pretty much nails it. I mean, Goodfellas
1: in that. I would, I would absolutely go into that with an open mind. Yeah. Open um, mind. And and uh, what's her name? Dateo? I forget her name. Like the girl who played. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andrea de Mateo. Drea de Mateo. Like she might have been. And She's too old for like you know. Yeah, they had like a kind of relationship, like you know, like, like that. Like she was all like attitude Vinian and motives, stuff. Yeah, you know? very capable, all attitude. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, good job, so, man. Yeah. And then well then casted. My director,
0: Sean Levy. I want Sean Levy. Sean Levy of, <clears throat> he's uh, the most recent thing he's doing. Right, now. he's doing um, Game Off, I think is what it's called, with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Tika. Uh, what? Mm. Oh yeah. Um. But Sean Levy, because the guy, um, the guy that directed uh, my cousin Vinny, which let me see here, uh, Jonathan Lynn. Okay, he was he directed Clue. Um, Did he now? He, yeah, he directed he directed a handful of kind of just you know f- generally kind of funny ensemble yeah um, comedies.
1: You know, a lot of people like I feel like at the time people probably didn't like Clue, but a lot of people I talk to nowadays like they have a fondness for Clue. Cl- clue well, I always it. liked it. Yeah. I always liked it.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Free Guy. Free Guy is the name of the Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah, yeah. Um but he did uh Night of the Museum, The Secret of the Tomb. Okay. He did a movie This Is Where I Leave You, which I really enjoyed. Um it's, uh, got uh that's got a big cast. The internship uh This is Where I Leave is that um, Does that have Who is in that? That has uh, I think Adam Driver's in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it's got Jason uh, Bateman. Tina and it's Faye. got Tina Fey in it, right, right, right. Yep. Rose Byrne. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, so he's he does um, kind of a pretty reliable kind of date night. Okay. I did all three of the Night of the Museum movies, uh, the Pink
1: Panther, cheaper. But it's all honestly going to be on the hands of, you know, those two actors. Yeah. Basically. So, yeah, and you know, it's it would never be as good. No, none of these like who played it better. would be as good it's, as yeah. the original. But it's just fun to. It's just fun to kind of pretend. If you tried to do it in 2019, yeah. Could we how would could we? Cause, I mean it, we in it. a, you know, we had dedicated an episode to reboots, yes. re, you know. People love to reboot stuff. Yeah, they love it. Remake they love it. it. They can't remakes, reboots and reimagine it. Can't dude. stand not. Check out that episode, whatever yeah. episode that was. Watch go it. A couple back. Just go a couple back. Go a couple, couple back. back. Just, just couple do, back. It. Do, it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, are we ready to get into this thing, man? Let's do it. Feature presentation time! It's all about it, my friend. It. It is the word. It, it is the biggest movie of the of the month. Maybe this of the season? millennium. Okay, back it up just a little bit. <laughs> the, I don't know what comes a formula, The century. The century. Yes, between those. So yeah, it is our feature presentation. We're going to talk about. We're going to get into the book some. We're going to talk about the miniseries that aired on ABC in nineteen ninety. Yep. Yep. We're going to talk about. Uh, the first new movie yes, directed by Machete Machete. Andy Machete. Machete, yeah. And then, of course, the follow-up, It Chapter 2. We're going to get big time into that. We're going to go balls deep yes. into It Chapter 2. Tennis balls deep. We're going to go into spoilers a bit on that, but Spoiler. we will warn you. We will warn you. We and will we will rock you. you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do that, too. We're going to rock and warn you. I wonder how annoyed people are that I just let that play out through its entirety. I loved it. And speak over it. I don't care. I'm a hype man. I gotta I almost, talk about it.
0: I almost wouldn't mind if you played it again when we
1: kept talking over it. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna do that again. Damn it. I'm sorry. Okay, so how well I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kinda direct this thing. Okay. How do you wanna how do you wanna begin this? Um because you actually prepared for the mini series. I, I did. I, I watched um, In fact you you watched everything. I watched it all yesterday. I watched the
0: miniseries. I watched it chapter one and did chapter two yesterday. Okay. So my day was
1: inundated with
0: Pennywise the clown. And I actually purchased the
1: book from Amazon today. I, I'm I, going to go ahead and read it
0: again. I could not do that. It's, it's thick. 14,000 <laughs> pages long. It's thick. It would take you six months to read it if you did nothing. Is it 1,000 or 100? 100,000. Hundred thousand pages. Hundred thousand pages. Hundred thousand pages. It's bigger than. It's thicker than the Bible. It is the longest book known to man. <laughs> Most people who started reading it when it first came out just finished. They right. Just now. closed the, the
1: final book. Sh-
2: shut it. That was amazing. That was the best. I movie. started it in 1986. I love this book. <laughs> they made a movie. They said you can have a family or you could read this book. <laughs> And I decided to read this book, and I made the right decision. No regrets. (laughs) This is a podcast of two really old guys (laughs) reviewing movies. What? Uh, What's a movie? uh, Back in my day, we called them motion pictures. Oh, yes, motion pictures. Now you're talking... I used to pay a nickel to watch Buster Keaton at the cinema. That's what I did. I used to pay a nickel to watch your mom undress in her bedroom. <laughs> That's where all those nickels came from.
1: <laughs> Sorry, that was just an <laughs> we scene. That's the kind of extra effort we put into this. I enjoyed so that. that. Those two old guys are going to have to make comeback. The back. two
2: old guys. <laughs> we should probably give them names and backstories. We'll we work on that. We will. That'll happen.
0: That. So um, I, uh, each of us, uh, I th- we have a shared perspective on the new movies. Mm-hmm. Because both of us have seen both of the new movies. Correct. You have more of a background on the book. Yes. I know it's been a little while since you've read the book. Yeah.
1: Um, it's been about 10 years.
0: I tried to listen to the audiobook. Um, and even with the velvety pipes of Steven Weber reading it to me, I could not follow along and pay attention. Yeah. It was, it's just so incredibly long. Um, so I, you can't fall asleep. Yeah. You you have to actively pay attention. You have to sit there and just listen to it. Like Steven Weber is in the room reading you a story for years.
1: You need Steven Weber to go, Hey, 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 over here. My eyes are right here. Over here. Listen, listen. My face is up here. And that's where the
0: words are coming out of my face. Just staring into my mouth. <sighs> Which I could. Um, <laughs> and I have. But that's beside the point. But I have a more recent perspective on the miniseries. we both technically seen the miniseries, but I watched the miniseries yesterday. Did you watch the miniseries originally when it came out back in 1990? Uh, my sister blames me and says, I'm the one that turned it on. And I maintain that I didn't. I have a vivid memory of eating Burger King that night and being in the basement of our house in, in Wisconsin. And my mom having it on while she was talking to my aunt Diane, and I feel like all of those memories are vivid enough that I, I can I can realistically know that this was not my fault because I I remember not getting to watch the whole thing. Is she projecting on you? I think you? I feel like she is. She she's she has a, she can't even talk about the clown because it scares her,
1: dude. I don't know if you were going to bring this up or not, but you shared with me that did. video that she did. shared with you. About. I took that video. I took oh, you that, took, the video. I took the video. Can you <laughs> video? please just, just describe what happened? So, well, If you can send the video to me somehow, I'll upload I will, it.
0: I will send you the video. Yeah, okay. The um, What happened last weekend, last weekend, <laughs> the uh, Labor Day weekend, um, was the, the family closeout at the drive-in over in Georgetown. Uh, so their main screen where they were playing Lion King and Toy Story 4 Packed house, Uh, kids of all ages, are all set up, ready to watch this movie. It's just all, like, eight rows of cars pointed towards the screen, ready for family-friendly films. And then they take an old bus, like an old beat-up bus, and on top of it (laughs) is Pennywise the Clown. And I'm not talking to somebody that is just dressed up like a clown or is wearing a Pennywise mask. Head to toe, looks like Pennywise is on top. Uh, I mean, got the old... Timey clown yeah. gear that Pennywise wears. This yeah, with hair. I mean, it's the whole. It was nine done years. up, man.
1: It was legitimate
0: Pennywise. This bus, and that bus
1: looked like it was driven straight out of hell as well. It
0: it is an old, scary, beat up bus, <laughs> and th- I wish I had videoed longer because inside the inside the bus, there's strobe lights that are going off that oh I don't my God. weren't really captured well in the video that I had. He's
1: just standing on top just of the standing bus,
0: on, and he's waving at kids, and it's just one of like the people that know who it is are <laughs> terrified. My <laughs> sister was she was not doing well with it and my three-year-old niece was having a a, a problem with it my six-year-old niece was giving she's like hey look mom it's the (laughs) clown your sister's not having it oh she was so savage it was so awesome my six-year-old niece is amazing Um, because she was was just laughing laughing. she was laughing hysterically because she knew how upset my my sister was that's going to be a cool adult someday. yes she is going to be amazing um And so, but this bus just drives up and down the aisles through where all the children On are. On family? On fam, the last night, family night, right, bef- right before the movie's getting ready to start. And I'm just like, what in the world is happening here? This is the worst promotion that you could, uh, because this weekend. Slash the
1: greatest. It is.
0: It's the worst <laughs> slash greatest because it's like, oh, here, let's terrorize all of your children right before they watch a movie
1: and fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're like, look. We had this clown. We paid for this clown. Yeah. He showed up on the wrong damn day, it. but we, we're just going to let him go. Yeah. It's like <laughs> when uh, Pringles- We don't get it back, the money. He's just
0: going to go. Uh, on the first day that Pringles was supposed to be a company, they were expecting tennis balls and a bunch of potatoes showed up and they said, screw it. Cut Pringles them up. Pringles being the
1: laid back company that they like, are. Let's make
0: some potato chips. Yeah, cut Put them up. Them That's pretty much- So, yeah. So, we had it. It was a big promotion for it. So, wow. Um, it, We've we've both been looking forward to it for quite some time. Oh yeah. Probably since the credits rolled in two thousand seventeen, about two years ago when yeah. the first one came yeah, out.
1: Right. <clears throat> I, I had said to you because I wanted to see it the opening opening night, like the yes. Thursday night, and I yeah. want to see it late on a on a work night. I didn't care. I had to see it and uh, you know, like my wife was like, Why, why are you Going to see this? Like, can't you just wait a day or two? And I was like, No, silly
0: woman. Fooey and
1: Peshaw. Yes, uh, silly, silly wife. Uh, I was like, No, this this has like Star Wars level hype for me. It does. You know, Avengers in game level hype. Yep. I knew it was gonna be as good as that, but I mean, you know it 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 was it was exciting. It's like, but like you said, as soon as the credits rolled on the first one, and all of my fears had been laid to rest that it was gonna not be good. Yeah. Cause I mean, we're in an era of like samey kind of scary stuff. You just don't know. Could it uh, be good? Could it be garbage? I was expecting it to be just okay. Yeah. It was amazing. So yeah. Yeah.
0: They, they nailed the first one. Everybody was looking, everybody that was a fan of the first one, um, has been, was looking forward to this one. And we were heartily. So we were both horror movie fans and, uh, one of the things I was, I was thinking about because next month's October, I know we're going to be doing uh, diving into some scary movie stuff for our October shows. Halloween month, you got to do uh, horror movies in October, and there really is like this emergence of really good horror movies.
1: There's a bit of a renaissance. There, yeah Yes, uh, there's. James Wan was keeping the thing alive yes. for several years, but we're getting we're getting some fresh blood.
0: Yeah, there's there's people that are because uh, they took this story, and they've they've brought parts of the book uh to life in in a way that the miniseries didn't and they've brought other aspects of the story to life in ways that are are new you know uh the new pennywise versus the tim curry pennywise i -hmm. think is genuinely more terrifying the kid actors that they picked i think were a lot better than the the 90s miniseries
1: yeah i mean and to be fair it was a miniseries yes it was uh it was the first i think big stephen king miniseries on television yeah It was a phenomenon, so they did the stand, and then they did Langoliers, yep. and there may have been others that followed. But those are the three that I remember. Being yeah, there was.
0: On. What about an ice storm that had Colm Fiore in it? Mm, nice name. Storm of the Century, I believe. Could be. Could I think be. Storm of the Century.
1: Uh, but I, 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 cl- I do remember, you know, yes. watching it, and I was in middle school, I think, at the time. So like, it wasn't as frightening for me. You and your sister were some years younger.
0: I was seven when it came out. Yeah.
1: She would have been like, what? She would have been five. Yeah. So that's, it's a bit crazy. Speaking of those age ranges, um, so Logan is terrified of Pennywise. It makes me feel good in a way, but it's kind of like, this is his Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Um, So I have a shirt with a lot of horror movie icons, you know, on on and I've probably worn it on one of the other podcasts. I believe you. Pennywise is one of the characters on there. He's drawn to Pennywise out of all the others. Uh, He's like, who's that? I'm like, that's Pennywise. But you know, he. he I, I think maybe it was in his purview a little bit from like kids talking at school, but he's young still. Yeah. Um. So, but he got a big old eye full of Pennywise one night, out of nowhere, unexpectedly. So, I was at home, working late, down in the basement after the kids were asleep. So I was having a little me time, and Penny. You know, it was on HBO at the time. So I was just sort of for the fifth or sixth time I was watching it, just kind of passively. Uh, well, Logan got sick in the middle of the night. So he wanders down, and I was just shocked to see him. So like I look up from my computer, and you know, it's playing but low volume, and so like I'm not really paying attention to it. So I'm like, "Whoa, my gosh, buddy, what's the matter?" He's like, "I got sick," and you know, so like I'm I'm like I'm walking over to him. Back is now facing the screen. uh, When I realize he's looking, his eyes widen. What scene is playing behind me? the garage scene. i was hoping because that's <laughs> probably one of the most terrifying the it is time. legit scary and so here he is poor kid is just vomited he's half asleep uh nightmare fuels for life is playing behind him and i'm just like what's the matter buddy i'm like taking a knee as a parent Uh, then I realized like, oh my god, I'm, I've ruined my kid. I've ruined my kid. Huh. I'll start putting some money into a therapy <laughs> fund now. But yeah, if, if I wear that T-shirt, he asked me. He, he asked me not to wear it.
0: Around. It's. So, yeah, I, I think that's one of the things. Like, there's because there's that there's that allure of horror movies to a younger crowd. Yeah. because it's off limits. Yeah. It's that oh, this is meant for older kids. Yeah. This is, you know, kids. Your middle school age is still not supposed to see it, but they, the middle school kids are wily enough to to weasel their way into seeing something. There's like a them. there's
1: like a coolness to it. Yeah, you, know, you get cred if you watch it.
0: Yeah, because it's it's rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America, mm-hmm. which is meant for 17 year olds and above. So Restricted. If you are under 17
1: and you've seen it,
0: you, then have, you are badass. You have
1: eluded laws <laughs> of movies. You're... You are. You're like a Bonnie. You're like You a, are an outlaw. Yeah,
0: you are. You're a you, you're a. you might as well be on a wanted poster. Yeah, you
1: should. You probably you should be. You
0: ought to be. I should sketch wanted posters when I'm going to <laughs> movies and I see young. I know you are. you 17? Them. I need to see some documentation. If not, I'm going to sketch you. Reward 10,000
2: nickels.
1: Nickels. Yeah.
2: I uh, remember nickel now. <laughs> Pennywise <laughs> is a great man.
1: <laughs> it's a peddling. Yeah, he's <laughs> a little Abe sensitive, sensitive. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, but that's just setting up, you know, like us in, in the in the mini series. Yes, and also kind of give you some perspective on you know this Pennywise is a, a horror icon who deserves to be up there. Like, yeah, he, he is. Um, there aren't many. They don't. You don't make way for many new horror icons. No, they're all steeped in the seventies and eighties, and then in the nineties, you were you got you know Ghostface. He yeah. kind of. Elbowed his way in, and then in the 2000s, Samara edged her way in a little yeah, bit. Like, yeah, like I'm in the there. ring. Yep. Yeah, so but I mean, other than that, it's like all 70s, 80s. Yeah,
0: it's it's a lot of that nostalgia, and that was that's the thing with because uh, when when I go back, having just rewatched the miniseries, it's as when you watch it as an adult, it's because I talk to people and people are like, oh, I know, I, I don't watch, I I couldn't, I was like, you should go watch it again. Because if it's still giving you nightmares as a grown-up, which is kind of a silly thing, but if it's doing that, you should watch it because it's really, really, really not scary. Yeah. I mean, it was it was made for TV in the 1990s, mm-hmm. so they they pushed the envelope farther than a lot of other stuff. Yeah. But for 1990, that's, I mean, compared to what you get see not gonna, today. But
1: it's not going to mess you up. No. It
0: shouldn't. Anyway. There's, uh, and really. But I he's mean, got like
1: the jagged teeth. He's got the you know, teeth. He, and, and
0: Tim the, Curry can be scary not in makeup. Tim Curry, he's he's an aggressive uh, kind of fella he's yeah. he's he's in your face. he's intimidating yeah. in some respects. Um, like if you were if you were trying to check into a hotel underaged, you would feel the the icy stare of him like you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. You're simply a child. How are you checking into a hotel? That's <laughs> what I get from Tim Curry. <laughs> Um that's just,
1: I don't know why I have that feeling, but that's... It might also just be that, you know, Pennywise is very of the Freddy Krueger archetype yeah. that he preys on children specifically, and uh, he, he uses your fears against you, and that's also like a Freddy, Freddy Krueger thing, so if you are a child and you know that he's preying on you, specifically like yeah you, I think you're just going to be a little overly sensitive to it because you, you have that I think what a lot of it
0: is is the the creepy factor that comes from Pennywise even in the 1990s one is the idea because uh, I, I had totally forgotten because um, I thought it opened the same way that the 2017 one did what it opened with Georgie and I had forgotten that it actually opens with a little girl in modern day which would have been I think 1990, 1990 I think yeah. they played it about that same time frame Um little girl on her tricycle riding mm-hmm. and she stops <clears throat> and her mom's telling her to come inside and uh, she has uh, clothes lying outside and there's clothes there's sheets that are hanging in the wind and she hears kids giggling and she looks and she sees Pennywise in between the sheets mm. and he immediately goes that opens uh, which I actually think is a fairly um, good opening to it it opens he's looking at her and she has kind of a smile because he looks happy but then it cuts cuts from him back to her, and then back to him, and his his look has changed from this smile, like "Hey, look, I'm a clown," to this really off putting stare. And I think it instills that fear of like, okay, kidnapped children, missing yeah, children, yeah, 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 yeah. And so there's that that uh, sure. that uneasiness. Sure. And they start. So I was like, okay, this actually does start off really well with that, because then you you have the girl goes missing, her mom. And
1: yeah, you don't have to have necessarily gore to make no. a thing scary. You know, unsolved mysteries was scary. Yeah, you know, Robert Stack scared the crap out of right. a lot that of kids. theme songs plenty scary. Yeah.
0: on its own, just the deadpan look on his face. <laughs>
1: but yeah, you, it doesn't. You don't have to. You know, the gore, the gore really raises the stakes quite a bit. But, yeah. Yeah, um, and I haven't seen. I I went back and rewatched it because I did have nostalgia for it uh, back in 1990. So I, I think I I think I went and found it about ten years or so. no 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 I take that back. I watched it. I rewatched it when I re- when I heard they were remaking it. So it's actually been about three years since yeah. I've seen it. And uh, I remember just thinking like, eh, you know, yeah. probably similar to you. Like this is not scary. This is I'm I'm having fun because I'm remembering like a lot of the, the stuff. The nostalgia violence. Yeah, I'm high enjoying the nostalgia, but I was never I never felt like I needed to go like turn any lights on or anything. <laughs> no, it
0: and most of the time, especially when you go back and you watch it as an adult, most of the interactions with Pennywise um, outside of the times where he has his big fangs in yeah. um, and his his uh, glowy contact lenses, he's really just he's just a clown, yeah. and he's kind of a you know bouncing around. He, yeah, he can he can and Tim Curry has that ability to kind of go from like hey I'm kind of fun and happy to you know just the way he kind of change he kind of you know scrunches his face together and his eyes go big and Mm -hmm. his tone he drops I think a lot of it is that he drops his tone quickly. Yeah. Towards kind of this gravelly, intimidating kind of voice. And you're like, oh, you go from comfortable to on edge really quickly. And he did that really well. He was good. And he
1: deserves to be remembered. He He was he was a a a really
0: solid Pennywise. Yeah. Um I think one of the things that uh they struggle the what I like about the new formula, how they did these ones, is the first movie was all about the kids, and then the second one was mostly adults with some flashbacks to the
1: kids. They did they did a lot of flashbacks, I think, because it does help with storytelling and yeah. like everyone loved the kids so much. Yes, the kids like, we gotta get more stuff with the kids. The child actors in this
0: one were really top notch. Oh, yeah. And some of the best I've seen. The child actors in the nineteen nineties one, while they weren't they, they weren't bad, they played their roles well. Yeah. Nobody really went anywhere. Um, well, they were all up and coming TV stars. And, you know, like Jonathan Brandis, Jonathan. He hung himself. He, yeah, don't, don't, don't commit suicide. Don't commit
1: suicide. Uh, Seth Green.
0: Yeah. Uh, was Richie. He was Richie. He did I have. Don't really remember any of the other. Kids, I did. I did realize when I was watching it because I looked at the young Beverly. I was like, why does she look so familiar? And I've been binge watching Supernatural and she's mm-hmm. actually in three episodes of Supernatural. Oh, cool. I was like, Oh, she's that's what work. Nice. That's why I know who she is. <laughs> I recognize her from that. That supernatural
1: is pain off. It is.
0: I'm in the ninth season.
1: Oh um, wow, you really kicked it up. You were last time we spoke, you were just like on six.
0: Yeah. I'm really season six. I'm I'm powering away. Um, I don't know if you if you noticed or not. Um uh, I guess I could say spoiler alert because it's something from the new movie. Okay, but it's not. I don't feel like it's really a spoiler. Yeah. Um, in the scene where you're first introduced to the adult Ben Hanscom, yeah, and yeah. he's on his computer. Did you the guy that's in 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 the office that's talking in that scene when they're talking about that high rise building? It was young Ben. Uh, that the was Men's the young ben. Was yeah. like, oh, young ben. I was like, young Ben. I did right. not know it, but I think I read that. I when I looked at it, I was like, that's young Ben. Yeah, grown
1: up. They were focusing on him a bit. Yeah. Like, it was, I was strange. Like, I, so. I, was, I
0: was curious if they would do that with any other kids, and I, di- I, didn't, yeah. um, I didn't read anything about it, but I didn't know anybody that looked, knowing who Beverly is. I, I didn't see her in, in any of the scenes or any of the other kids. I, Jonathan Brandis obviously committed suicide, so he couldn't be in this movie. There Don't could have been, like, suicide. a
1: Quick Kicks poster or something like yeah. that, because they weren't referencing the Or Sequest. Kids. Yeah, yeah. That would have that been a nice so actual period, like, hey, if you think about it.
0: If there was just a scene where they were in some really intense dialogue and, and then Eddie goes, hey, do you guys remember that show Sequest? <laughs> if you were Stop like, why are you, you talking it? about Sequest? <laughs> I don't know. Back to what you were saying, guys. The intense, back to what you were saying. Back to the intense dramatic dialogue you were just in the middle of. Before I interrupted you. Finish your exposition. Jesus. Come on. God. Tell us how to how to do this, Mike mm. Hanlon. Um, but yeah, that was um, in watching it. I, I felt I felt like there was much more care in the new ones. Um, where they went from the child actor to the adult actor, um, I felt like they really paid attention. I mean, even even when um, this is, I guess this is just gonna be riddled with spoiler alerts because they're the one scene where they go
1: from. Let's the, let's try to if we is there any way we can possibly talk a, uh, talk about the miniseries without right. maybe referencing? it? Right, we'll I, I don't know. You. Like I don't want to cut you off because said you were driving this, and I feel like an ass for just like, no. I I'm not but a I, good I do want to spoil the movie. If we're going to do spoiler alerts, I want to, I want to like spoil, I want to reserve as much as possible, all right. And we we can always go back to your thought on
0: that. But I'll I, hold on to it, hold I've on to your it. thought. I've got it,
1: uh, but yeah, uh, I want to, I want to try and be respectful to people who <clears> haven't <throat> seen it if you want
0: to see it, but um, be, okay, so many mini, mini series. you know, the my biggest beef with the miniseries is uh, uh, the ending. The ending is really, it may be, I, I know, I've, from what you were saying, it was true to the book. Yeah, but it's just—I mean—it's really just not good. Um, it was pretty.
1: It was it was pretty true to the book for what they had available to them. Yeah, and
0: uh, that's—I uh, try and filter everything through the lens of a very
1: uh, a very PG like PG thirteen yeah. kind of version of the what happened in the book.
0: It yeah the um, getting everybody because there, cause there were, I mean there were moments even uh, you know as the adults are all coming back to to Derry, mm-hmm. Maine and. You know, they're each having their, you know, renewed um, uh, interactions. You know, they meet Pennywise again. And they have that, oh, everything's coming back to me. Um, uh, th- in the 1991, I mean, it really felt like they just cast prominent actors from the nineteen 19- early 1990s, late yeah. 80s. Well, John Redder, Redder, Harry, Redder Anderson, Harry Anderson, Annette O'Toole, yeah. Tim Reed. Um, and so it was, it was just a lot of like, oh, hey, who's who do we have on hand
1: oh that guy's from night court yeah <laughs> So, it was, oh i like john ritter john ritter he's great Does now he i will a, say that i enjoyed john ritter as older ben way more than i enjoyed the actor because he's beard. john ritter i guess he's bearded john ritter yeah, oh, i love bearded. i was a huge fan of bearded because I don't,
0: I don't know that there's a lot of other options you, or times that you could just like oh can we get a bearded john ritter in here when he had to be a bit edgier he would grow the beard yeah
1: you know, like casual sex, like those kinds of comedy. He's
0: he, when he's got a beard, he's edgy. Look out!
1: Yeah, look out!
0: It's he's not he's, uh, not. he's not three's company in nope. a bad boy. Um, and so I, I think, I think that was, um, you know, the, so you
1: didn't like. So ex- explain the ending. Yeah, you didn't like so, it. What so way. the,
0: the it, everything. I mean, it just felt really. Um, it felt really cheesy, and I I know I know that they don't have a lot of opportunity with the effects that they. You know, so I, mm-hmm. I'm tr- I tried to be fair to him in that respect. Sure, sure. But it was it was just this, you know, they the the ending where t- you know it was like, oh it's a, it turns out it's a giant spider. They go back down to the sewers, and you, you really kind of your first perspective on the deadlights. Um, they had saved that they hadn't really talked that much about the deadlights, and mm-hmm. so um, the deadlights came and 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 they were going kept trying to catch him in the sewer, and then oh hey let's let's follow it this way, and they get into where all of a sudden oh it's this giant underground caves. Yeah. And it's a big animatronic spider crab kind of thing. Yeah. And they have their slingshot, and they have. It reminded me a lot of the finale of uh, Species. I don't yeah. know if you remember that one. There's the big mm. cave, and there's uh, everybody's trying to fight off the alien woman, and then that. But it was it was just kind of like okay, it's a bunch
1: of Natasha Hendricks. Hendricks yes. Yep. Yeah. A bunch no, of I haven't uh, seen that since it first came
0: out. A bunch of adults down in a cave shooting a slingshot at a giant crab monster. <laughs> And it, was just, and it was like ah, and the 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 draw. I think it was. I think was, with nineteen nineties TV
1: dollars. Yes, effects.
0: and I I think the thing is like you know I would I think what really pushed it over the edge for me, um is is just the acting was so for people that were prominent actors of the time, it was really like okay this is subpar for you guys like you guys are so over the top right now you're so in my face and it's like, it's like they were trying to create. The, the tension just because they were talking louder and with more emphasis. And it's like, that's not doing it. That's just mm-hmm. making me realize you can talk louder with more emphasis.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and Eddie, he's got his little inhaler. He's like, I believe in Santa Claus. I believe in the Easter. And it's like, it's this one, like this whole, it's supposed to be this big speech. And you're just yeah. like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and then the alien is, or the big crab spider thing is, you know, 50 feet that way. And he's, like, tch, tch, tch,
1: tch. and he's like, yeah, that'll probably show him. Well, I can spoil the book because it's been out since 1986. Yes, spoil the book. So in the book, it is fairly accurate to that. Um, Eddie does have the inhaler and he, he is, he, he understands that like if he believes it's acid, then it will become acid and it can, it will kill the monster. So, yeah, there's a scene where uh, two of the characters—I can't remember which two of the kids it was—but they're they're being they're being uh, seemingly consumed by the deadlights, and they're kind of in that hypnotic trance um, that will put you like in, make you catatonic or whatever. So that's when he has his big moment because he is kind of you know scary. And, he was the scrawny guy. Yeah, he yeah. Was the... So he sticks his hand all the way into the like spider's mouth and sprays it. Yeah, that's not Yeah, he didn't he didn't give it a little spritz like you're talking about. And so, you know, it freaks out and then like chomps like he had his arm in his mouth, he bites his arm off, rips it off. Yeah. And then he just basically dies from losing blood.
0: Which that that would make sense in the nineteen nineties one. He gets he he does get picked up. Yeah. The thing picks him up and he's like, Whoa. <laughs> when well, you told
1: me what, when you described what happened, I was like, "Yeah, that's very 90s TV.
0: And then he drops him about eight feet, and he <laughs> dies from falling eight feet. It's like, well, stay off a ladder, yeah, because if you yeah. fall, you're, you're dead. dead. Yeah, and he just he he falls, and they're like, oh Richie or oh Eddie, and they yeah, run over, yeah, and he's yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Spaghetti, oh, I'm telling you, for love, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> right, just, right. Uh, he
1: gets to have his big dying in somebody's yeah. arms speech or whatever.
0: And I, I, think, I think that's that's my biggest beef with it because, like, I can give him a pass on special effects because it was 1990 and it was TV. Yeah, and give him a pass on all that kind of stuff. I think my biggest don't be an ass and judge something like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. okay, this is it's
1: been twenty nine years
0: ago. They were doing pretty good for nineteen ninety. Pennywise, yeah. his makeup was on point. Yeah, you know the special effects they did with that when he comes up out in the um, the showers with Eddie when he's a kid, and they got the claymation where that kind of ripples out. And he yeah. comes, it's like a lot of those a lot of the effects that they did pertaining to Pennywise mm-hmm. worked really well. Yeah. It was like there's a lot of stuff that they managed to do really well. So it was, just, it was kind of disappointing to get to this, okay, it's the final, you know, part. And I think my biggest beef is the fact that just you have all these really seemingly capable actors that just right. over the top. And it's like, you could make this scene a lot better if you guys acted not shitty. I mean, it's got to be the director. I mean, you got to put yeah. it on the director. Yeah.
1: Know? It's got to be on there. With better direction, I think. It's like, can we get another take? Or do you have to get back to like, you know, whatever sitcom John Ritter was starring in at the time? Yeah. Like, you got three takes. Yeah you take the best one of the three and Harry Dean Anderson was like, I got night court in like yeah. 20 minutes on this lot over here. So what, well, I mean, you know, I imagine, I like to imagine that's what happened. Anyway. I, I think I would, I would vouch for that. I think that happened. <laughs> like all the other actors just standing around going, I'm good. I can do like another, you know, um, we could do, we could, Kubrick. why is, why is Richie in a robe? Let's Kubrick the crap out of this. Let's do 4,000 takes <laughs> of this scene. Oh good old Lord! Could you imagine what if if, if, if uh, Kubrick had directed it? The kind of film it would have been a two, it would have been two weeks long. Yeah, You're like, uh, <laughs> we'd still be watching it. Yeah, but anyways, that that's just I just wanted to throw that in there because like I, I would like to give it a little bit and and also I I want to give the miniseries a little bit of credit too and I think one of the things that they had working against them is because of the violence. It's a very violent yeah. book, and it deals with a lot of very um, dark oh. themes. Yeah. You know, child abuse, uh, homophobia, uh, uh, like sexual abuse, like from their parents, uh, just just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there's very, some big very stuff very deep, dark, you know, is- issues going on here. So um, what they could do, though, is they could focus on the friendships of the kids. Yep. And I feel like that that's the best thing they did. Um, you remember it. Obviously, a little more clearly, but I feel like the town itself was a little bit more featured. The kids, like, you know, was a bit more featured. Uh, I And it, it had had that, I guess, 50s aesthetic too, because, yeah. you know, uh, when that book was in '86, and so of course, 30 years back, they would have been around then. So I, I don't know, just the town, the town of Derry kind of still has like that old timey town yep. look to it, still, yep. even with like 1980s vehicles still on the road. Yeah. The town itself is stuck in time in the 50s, so like that doesn't really work for me all that much. But it would have been fine in in 1990 going back to the 50s. Um, I just appreciated the kids. like They weren't as good actors. Uh, See, the the kids in the newer movies, I feel like they had to to make do because they could focus on the violence in the scores. They really had to capitalize and, and, and really take advantage of the couple of scenes that they got to be kids in. And they just completely nailed it, and so like they didn't have to, you know, spend a whole lot of time in the Barrens. and they didn't have to spend a whole lot of time making a dam, and you know, like they didn't it's, they didn't have to spend a whole lot of time uh, in in the in the junkyard scenes and stuff. Yeah. You know, it, I was telling you like I wish they had devoted more time to the bullying in the new movies. Yeah, they, they did really didn't. I mean, there's the the big scene when Ben gets like cut. Yeah, that's the main scene. Uh, and the, and the, they, they did manage to fit in the scene. I'm talking about the new movie, the first one, chapter one. Yep. You know, like they did manage to get the scene where they had the rock fight, which is awesome. Yes. I love that scene. That was great. It was amazing. Uh, I, I kind of pictured that almost in my head when I was like reading the book. It's like, this is pretty good. I mean, they're not in a junkyard or whatever, but uh, it, it's good. So uh, And they com- they kind of combined the Barons too. Like They like had it there. The Barons was like such a big deal in the book. man. they talked yeah. about the Barons almost every page when in when they with the kids yeah it was just a, it was a topic of discussion and you know like when you've got thousands of pages you're going to get a lot of that i guess yeah, it just gets burned and you're like i want to see more of the barons i want to see more of the clubhouse i want to see more of these you know kevin smith talks you know like yeah. these are like conversations that kids have I,
0: I one of one of the things i think that um when, especially when you go from the miniseries to the 2017 film and talking about the kids. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I, I wish, and it's hard because you know when you're talking about the new it and it chapter 2, you're talking almost five hours of runtime between the two movies. That's pretty good. Um, and it's about as best you can hope when, for. when you're talking about the miniseries, it's only it's three hours and seven minutes combined. So it's yeah. the whole book in just three hours. So yeah, and they spread it out over a couple nights, <clears> right? Yeah. It was a Sunday, Monday. Um, and so there was there was a lot of limitations they had. Um, they kind of touched on a lot of things. Like there's the scene in the, in the original um, mini series where the police officer, the kindly old police officer, he's, Oh, saints preserve us. You know, comes down and sees the kids building their dam. Uh, he's like, Oh, you're going to flood the whole area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he comes down to tell us like, Oh, there's been another, there's been another abduction. So if you kids come out here and play, you know, promise me you'll play together. And he puts his hand and he's like, all right, everybody on the, so it's, yeah. I, I liked, um, I liked this, um, cause in the new ones, there's, there's such this, uh, motif of every adult is really kind of an antagonist to the children. Yeah. They don't have any advocates anywhere in the town. Everyone is just kind of like, oh, no, I made it past that age. See if you can. Yeah. So I was, I like That's liked, classic Stephen King. I like that they have this police officer because I there was, they're really, they did, a, I think they did a better job in the new ones of creating that sense of dread for children. Like, oh, you know, kids are vulnerable here. And they kind of did that a little bit. That's one of the things I wish they would have, because you could do that in the dialogue. You could really. You know, they talked about there's a curfew. They talked about kids have been going missing and how mm-hmm. how it's an ordeal. But I was like, that was, that was what I like because I feel like that could have fed the tension better. I liked that scene where it's like, okay, you know, and it really did kind of ban those kids together. It's like, promise me, if you guys are going to yeah. come out here, you guys play together all the time. You guys stay in a group. And it really, I did like that it drove that point home. It's like the power of these kids in this group is what made them – you know
1: strength in numbers yeah
0: strength in numbers and because that's that's really the theme of overcoming the evil and so I, I liked that they really you know in that moment in their limited ability to you know to direct a lot, you know you're talking what a thousand pages in the book 11 yeah. some it's like 1400 1400 yeah. i don't know it's, it's a, a lot. lot it's a lot it's a lot so it's
1: comically huge when you pick it up to condense
0: that down to 3 hours total you know, you got to cut a lot of stuff out. You got to yeah. keep things moving, and so they hit on a lot of things. And I was glad they did because I felt like that really paced. That was the thing was like the pacing of the miniseries. I thought was really good because when you when you get up to that point and it, it cuts. They don't waste a lot. No, it, it yeah. cuts off on that cliffhanger where Stan gets the call as an yeah. adult, yeah, yeah. and he goes upstairs, he gets in the tub, and he slits his wrist right. and he writes it and his blood up on the wall, and yes. you're like, that's a great place to leave off. You
1: know, which for, I guess I, I think also is true. To yeah,
0: um, so I, I I there were there were definitely parts of the of the miniseries that I think they did a good job. Yeah, the kids really do feel like a a beloved group of kids, and it yeah. being in the you know late '50s '60s,
1: you play outside more. Yeah, yeah. There's
0: not you don't have an arcade to go to. You don't have a lot of stuff around town. So yeah, you, you were
1: making that point to me like we were just talking after you yeah know, before you actually went to see yeah you were telling me like I'm watching the miniseries right now and so you you were. Watching it with your eyes, around. you made that point. It was like an excellent point. Like that works better yeah. in the fifties because you just played outside more. That's what you did. It makes sense you would build a dam during your summer. Like you focus like your entire summer on the clubhouse or building a dam. Because I mean, what the hell else are you going to do?
0: And I, I liked, um, I, I liked that. Uh, I liked the the way that they the, um, they had the earrings, the silver earrings. Because that to me felt uh, that to kill it that yeah, to me of the wolf man. it yeah. felt like it was more of a here's lore on how to kill monsters mm-hmm. and I liked that that tied into Bill's bike his bike silver so, so I like that because that that bike really I mean I thought that because that was such a that was a, it was a bigger feature in the um in the miniseries than it was in the in the book too in, yeah. yeah
1: it's barely barely seen in the movie. so it, yeah it's like and you, I I don't like that but yeah you're right it was it was it was bill Bill was the cool kid that everyone looked up to yeah uh I think the miniseries maybe did a better job of conveying that as well yeah Bill was the one everyone looked up to there, there's a scene in the new Year movie we'll talk about where just like one of the kids is just devastated that bill could be upset with him because he means they yeah he means so much to all of them he's like a big brother to the group so you know that and then silver is his um you know it's his ride yeah uh it it's just him on top of his horse you know like it's it it's so symbolic
0: and uh, in and the fact that
1: he says out silver yes <laughs>
0: and, and that that really i mean that's one of those words. it ties to that uh, that source material even better because when you think about it, okay kid in the 60s you know the lone ranger would mm-hmm. have been it, like that would have been a you know that would have made sense yeah so it's like it, it all works a lot better, and you know Jonathan Brandis then growing into Richard uh, Thomas, um, who played him as an adult. You know, you you have that when he comes back to Derry and uh, Tim Reed, who played Mike Hanlon, he has his bike, mm-hmm. and he, even the way they did that, where it was he had his bike, and then is is kind of clunky dialogue, but I liked it was because yeah. Bill was the first he was one saving back. it for him. He had he had picked up his bike in a secondhand shop, I that. and uh, and then he's like, oh, here's the only thing it needs is a new tire. He's like, it just so happens that I also have a new inner tube. He's like, I actually picked this up, you know, just on the fly for no reason. He's yeah. like, I just felt compelled to buy it two months before I got the bike.
1: <laughs> it so, doesn't matter. Like, it, why are you going into this detail? Yeah, it,
0: it was, but I, I and then then they have this goofy scene where they they ride around on the
1: bike together. I actually love that scene, though, but it, from it, the many, it's
0: scenes. really that, and then the finale. Are they playing
1: like raindrops keep falling on my head or some? I forget what goofy they, little song. It's
0: it, but it, it's a really it's one of those like. It was an, it was a sweet moment it was, was return like, to innocence. Yeah. It was like okay. He's an adult, but he's riding around on his bike. Yeah, it was him and Tim Reed and they're they're riding around and yeah. they're it was very having sweet. fun. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I liked because that element of it seemed like it was a it was a, a meaningful part of the story and they really highlighted that better in the miniseries than they did in the movies.
1: I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, let's you know we've we've already kind of been comparing doing yes. the whole juxtaposition of, of the two new movies and the mini series. Um, you know, we we can talk about a little bit. Let, let's just we'll go ahead and dive into the new ones. Okay, let's talk about the characters. Okay, let's. Yes, I want to start with Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> He's so good. He he does this thing with his voice. Yes, I mean, and he, he does it. He does, man. It's not he's such a he's such a weird guy. He kind of does remind me of like a Crispin Glover type. He's yeah. he's authentically weird. Yes, um, but he 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 does he doesn't get to talk a whole lot. No, um, but when he does, dude he he takes he takes like a few bits of dialogue and makes he just he he works those words. Yes, you know, like the scene under in the sewer you know he's like when he's talking to Georgie he he owned pennywise like it was so smart to put that right up front oh. cuz you were like sold on him can you smell the circus Georgie there's peanuts
2: cotton candy hot dogs and popcorn popcorn
1: is that your favorite
2: uh huh I too <laughs>
1: You know, I remember seeing the pictures of Pennywise when they said there was going to be an It movie. For years yeah. and years, they teased that it was going to happen. Yep. They kept putting it off. And then, you know, like, okay, we're going to have this movie. And then they, I remember there being like an e, like Entertainment Weekly or something. They showed just a still image of Alex, Alexander Skarsgård as Pennywise. And, you know, you've got Tim Curry in your head. And you look at it and you go, hmm, he's got like this big head. and you know, But when he spoke and he did the eyes...
0: That which he did. Which he he actually does. Not a special effect. Nope, that's his actual. Uh, even even from that opening scene when he when you Georgie watches the 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 boat go down the sewer and then you see Pennywise's eyes flash up there mm-hmm. that bright yellow. Yeah. But then as he kind of comes into the light, they fade into blue. Right. So it's it's you know it's one of those like okay there's this initial introduction to this evil being and that yellow is really just a penetrating kind of glare yeah. and then. As he steps a little bit into the light, not all the way, but a little bit into that light, his eyes change to blue. And even just in that one little thing, I I remember sitting in the theater seeing that. I'm just like, that was fantastic. It's like you went from this really terrifying stare Mm -hmm. to, like, the blue just makes him feel, he's like, oh, he's just a clown. He's just
1: this tiny little touch. I was like, oh, that's so good. I loved that. It it was great. It was great. And there's there's a similar scene in the new movie, too, where they utilize the eye thing, which is also terrifying uh never want to look in a sewer drain any ever again that's for no, sure no movies. uh so yeah alexander Skarsgård. i mean he if we're if we're if we're talking about like the two new movies i feel like he was utilized a bit better in the first one i do too i think um, that's fair yeah i it felt a bit more special effects heavy in the second one but uh he he's never better than he is in the first one yeah he's so good he's just so amazing and the kids apparently like or you know actually genuinely scared i think they talked and, and and the actors had mentioned that you know they didn't even they couldn't even like show him no they were separated for uh, yeah the they, first they didn't few even weeks. see him in his makeup yeah. and stuff until like a, a while into it
0: i think they were shooting this stuff in the house on neebolt um It was the first time they saw him, and it was they created some genuinely (laughs) terrified looks because, like, okay, this is the first time we're really seeing. Maybe those
1: kids aren't the best actors; they might just just really be scared. We're terrified of this guy because he's
0: terrifying. Yeah,
1: but yeah, I just wanted to like start off with him because Pennywise has to he he had to do something to separate himself. Like he had to. It's like anytime somebody does the Joker for the first time, yeah, you know, like you're like, what what are you going to do to make it yours? Like, there's certain things about the Joker that are traits that every actor has to do, but you have to make it your own. You can't imitate who the previous person had done. It just seems so hacky. And you know, that's what he did. He made it his own. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah, there has to be like, you know, like with the weird, like the way he moves his physicality. Yeah. Uh, just so excellent.
0: There's, it was, it was funny to me because of the way that even in the, on that note and how he moved, there's there's a fluidity to his movement that made him um just kind of you know it seemed like he was comfortable on the screen but at the same time they would mix it up with a real jerky a jerkiness to some of his movements to you know kind of go back and forth between that yeah. i'm comfortable with him oh now i'm not yeah it, like you and he just did this back and forth and it, yeah. i liked it because it never made you feel like you could you know like you were always on guard like you knew these pennywise so you're scared but like there were times in the movie like when, uh, when Eddie first meets, you know, he's had the um that leper that's chasing after him, and he's in the backyard right at the fence, and he turns around, and Pennywise is standing there, and the balloons come up, yeah. and his face is revealed. Yeah. Like, in that moment, like, you would think that Eddie would scream and run. Right. But he stays there. He's, he, there's this, they have to have this moment. And so there's a part of Pennywise that has to be like, I'm not ultra terrifying so that we can have this conversation because if he was still just super terrifying eddie would just run away right he right, just right. run through the fence it was like he's
1: just off-putting yeah he's you, he's you know
0: that's that's his look you so i liked how they balanced that but so it's like okay you know i i'm here and i'm on guard because he's the evil clown but i'm like i can't help but look at him i can't help but be engaged by him
1: yeah that's a good point and, and also not in his, just his movements but in his speaking patterns yeah also, he'll he'll be just talking and then he'll pause, almost like he's broken. Yeah, you know, like he's you know, it's it's very it's odd, it's off putting, and it's the appearance too. When you, when you combine it with the appearance of him, uh, just a masterful job. Like he deserves to be in that like group of legendary like you know. Oh yeah, horror act like icons, he, and he deserves to make his way
0: in there. He he goes from that high pitched. It, it there's times it really does remind me of Heath Ledger's Joker, mm-hmm. that kind of high pitched, almost kind of bubbly kind of voice. Yeah, when he just kind of drops it down into that yeah. almost gravelly, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't feel good about this. Something no. bad's gonna yeah, happen for sure, for sure.
1: Uh, the kids, we'd already kind of talked uh, talked about the Phenomenal. kids. Phenomenal. It, it's one of the best assemble the uh, groups of of young actors in a movie that I can think of in a quite a long time. I think in time it'll it'll go up like with. It'll be up there with like the kids from Stand By Me. Yep. It'll be up there with the kids from like the Outsiders. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's gonna stand up. Um, th- those actors are gonna be in stuff.
0: Oh yeah, I mean Finn Wolfhard and Jack Dylan Grazer and Jaden Lieber, Richie and, you and know, Eddie. Yeah. The, just some fantastic children child actors. And I yeah. love
1: the girl that plays Beverly, although I can never commit her. Yeah, name. I can't remember her name. Either. I think she's fantastic. Uh, and in the first movie, I thought you know they were all great. I was a bit disappointed in Bill. Like I, he's he's the most complex of. He's stoic and he has to. He's like the grown up kid. Yeah. And I don't know how. And he has a stutter. Like how do you like a young actor has to really step up and not. You know, it's like when um, the kid who played uh, Anakin Skywalker in Episode One, uh, Jake, Jake Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah. You know, I was like, how do how do you. As a kid actor, like as a parent, how do you let your kid step into that? Yeah. You know, because you, you kind of don't know any better, but you do it anyway. And like, he, he wasn't, he oh. didn't ruin it, but I feel like he was one of the weaker,
0: links well, the younger he, actors. As, because, I mean, Jonathan Brandis was clearly the leader of, in the miniseries, in the original one. Everybody looked at him, and he really did have kind of like this, you know, the leadership was thrust upon him, and he didn't, you could, in the way that he played it, you could tell he didn't, I mean, it wasn't like, well, I'm naturally the leader because I know what to do and I know this and I know that, but he just had that component like, all right, I'll be the most sure about things. And yeah. I think with Jaden Lieberher, there was always, I mean, really in the new kids, it felt like Richie was really more of a leader in so much that like, you know, there were only moments where he felt, it, you, he was using his humor to deflect from being scared But that felt a lot stronger than Bill's because he he wasn't that same stoic. He was just Mm -hmm. kind of, he was quiet. He was determined because, you know, he wanted, he thought that he could save Georgie or he could avenge Georgie. But it wasn't like a, hey, everybody, you know.
1: Well, I thought the young Beverly was like the leader. I looked to her as the leader. Like she seemed to be the confident one and the one that you kind of like would just trust and follow. Yeah. She just had that kind of like natural leadership quality to her. You know, like the whole scene where she dives off the the yep. uh, the ledge, and then they follow her. Like yep. she to me was like the bill. She yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, and you know, I I loved her. That's like that. She, I just assumed she was gonna have like a huge career afterwards because she was just so naturally able to do that. Um, there weren't many adults. There was just kind of the old lady who witnesses Georgie. Yep. Uh, who gets his arm bitten off? Which you know, I guess we should maybe mention that they. <laughs> Uh, you know, you, you, yeah, you have the creepy Pennywise, but I read, you know, I always try to avoid spoilers as much as possible, but sometimes things just seep through. Yeah. And so I knew, I actually knew going in that Georgie is murdered on screen. I actually knew that, but I didn't know how gruesome it was going to be. And it was, <laughs> it was fairly gruesome. It was really gruesome. Like, it, you know, he clearly bites into his arm and blood is in that, the rainwater. And then the old person kind of like sort of, like a normal, an adult would investigate that a bit more because Georgie was screaming. He's yeah. screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah. He's crawling across the street in the rain, and he's like he's like eleven out of ten level cute yeah. in the movie. He's such a cute little yeah. Kid. He is. So your heart's broken when he's when when he's hurt, uh, and you can understand why Bill would feel like so heartbroken too. Yeah, uh, Georgie was great. I mean, he yeah. was really great. He was just such a sweet little kid in that in that role. And even
0: even the way they used him, you know, later as such a a, a bait for mm. uh, for Bill in yeah. that scene when Bill sees Pennywise down in the basement and he's using Georgie as the as the puppet. as like you lied and I died. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. All that. And they then, they didn't even do that. They didn't even use that in the new one. Did they? <clears throat> no? They because they they. Such they, a strange thing. They that was that the scene in the first one where Pennywise kind of pops up out of the he first kind of comes up out of the water so you see. Oh, okay, 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 and then. You, I liked that before he shoots him with the gun, yeah, or whatever. before because okay. yeah, he and Jaden Lieber goes running back up the stairs because Pennywise comes running across the water, scares the crap oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, it was like that was that was a really you, you could that was one of the things that they did really well. Is I felt like there was a real emotional void there for Bill that Georgie, you know, it was it was not just like okay, I gotta find him or I gotta avenge him, it's like this is this whole thing is on me. Like Mm -hmm. the you know, I it's my fault one hundred percent, and he it was just this you know deep intrinsic kind of hurt that he's like oh, he lived with his whole life, and with the way I mean, well yeah, he
1: was out in the garage like in his you know his his parents had already like they're like just wanting to move on.
0: Yeah, his his dad's the only one you ever actually see. Yeah, Um, and again, it's to to the point you were making a second ago. You know, the adults that you see in Dairy like so all he does is snap. He's like, he's dead. Move on.
1: Yeah, and I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. They're you Checked out. They're just—they're not something. Something strange about. Yeah. Barry. And I get the impression that it's that twenty-seven-year mark too. You know, like yeah. they're probably like mostly normal, but the, I mean, other than the abusive parents who are probably just around-the-clock abusive, uh, th- there has to be some sort of jarring. Like, well, I can't believe my parents are like this way. Like, yeah. there has to be like some sort of. You know, like his, he wouldn't have been that way, those, but that something about this like happening that's going on around them, is causing parents to check out so that Pennywise can do his dastardly deeds.
0: Well, and, and I, you know, when you, when you think about, and, and you know, you start getting into the history of it, it's when I was like, okay. These kids, this group of kids, you know, they're inquisitive. They want to know what's happening. They go down to the sewers. They they do, even though they're scared. They exhibit you know that fearlessness that allows them to go searching for what's doing this. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I mean it. It causes you to kind of ask the question like, okay, you know, previous generations because it's been around for I mean forever. Yeah. And so it's like okay, millions of years is yeah. basically what they say. These the their parents obviously are have to be some kind of aware. You know, and so it's one of those things like the town has just always looked the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, it's like when it's your turn to be the adult, you just look the other way because you're like, all right, yeah, I mean, you can't help but it's a small town in, in Maine and there's kids that just keep going missing. Yeah. Somebody's going to piece together. It's like, okay, this happens every 27 years.
1: Right. But they're not. They're not. And it's like, they're out looking for them. They're out looking for them, but, you know, not, not like as a collective. It's always just like the parent of yeah. the child. It's sort of, looking
0: and I, I think i think that scene where uh, in the new one in the first installment when ben and henry bowers and his gang are up on the bridge right before the bridge and that car comes up and the kids are i mean they have his shirt lifted up yeah his knife they're ready out. to do something to Th- there's obviously something going on where any normal rational adult parent or otherwise would say, hey what do you stop it right you leave that kid, know, leave kid, that kid alone, kid alone. Yeah. these these people they obviously make eye contact with the kids they know something's going on ben's sitting there like help help please right and they just drive past. They
1: really spelled it out in that scene. Yeah, sure. and then yeah.
0: you see the red balloon in the back seat, yeah. and you have that connection to where it's like, okay, it's either they're blind to it or they're willful participants to some extent because they're not going to stop. It's like, well, as long as this, whatever it is, is going after kids, then I'm okay.
1: Yeah, like, and I don't know if the book really, it talks about it more, explains it more, but my I've always just assumed that the parents were mostly normal in, in the community, but when they when he comes around, they check out. Yeah. Um, uh, what, there's just something about him. You know, he just, he just, he, there's some, it's just some paranormal thing where he causes a people of a certain age to check out, you know, like they're, they're just like zombified almost. Yeah. Except for kids because they, they you know, like they're, they're still pure and, and being fed upon by, by, uh, by it. Yeah. Um, so you know, yeah, the child actors are good. Um, I thought the Henry Bowers kid was amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I liked his gang, Belch and and Hochstetter and all those. Like I thought they were all pretty good. They were creepy kids. Yeah, very you know eighty fied, you know eighty spied, the mullet and all that crap.
0: <laughs> I love I love Richie's line at the end of the the rock fight. Yeah, he tells him, "Go blow your dad, you mullet wearing ass." <laughs> such a great, finger. <laughs> such a great line I'm just so sorry I was like and Finn Wolfhard is just such he delivers it so well he does
1: he does and I think too is like he's that's it's so uh um, antithetical to his actual personality it's like when I used to like read when when American pie was coming out and and uh uh stiffler the actor the character the actor who plays stiffler was supposedly like similar like he was very kind of conservative, and very non-Stifler-like. Yeah, He sort of became Stifler yeah. <laughs> over time. Uh, but at least at first, he wasn't at all like that guy. But it, he was able to channel something inside of him to become that person so effectively. Finn Wolfhard really was, he was just amazing, Richie. So not like his character from Stranger Things.
0: You know, I just sitting here talking about him, and I was, I was thinking about all the kids. I think Richie, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think Richie is the only one we don't see any of his f- other family,
3: mm,
1: we definitely don't see him. But like you see, yeah, we see Eddie's mom. See Eddie's
0: mom. You see Bev's dad. Yeah. Um. like Uh. uh no, you don't see anybody. You don't see any of Bev or uh, Ben's family in. Do you? They go to his uh, house. Well, they go to his
1: house, and I'm thinking maybe, maybe, maybe like a scene, like a second.
0: But yeah, Richie, you never actually see any, any no, of any of his family. That. No.
1: And, and you know, like, and I'm, you get his family situation is probably not ideal. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the way he is, trash mouth. Yeah, trash mouth. <laughs> um, not the the beep, beep Richie thing was like always huge. In yeah, the book too. Like they in the newer movies, they always seem to almost sort of throw in one just to like there you go, book readers. Uh,
0: it's it's one because I, I, it's one of those things is when I was going through the miniseries, it feels like it fits in that older timeline. Hmm. Like, it, it feels like when, it, like when you think about 80s kids, like, if you had, like, thinking, if you go back to, like, the Goonies and you're talking um, uh, Corey Feldman and he Mouth, yeah. you feel like the kids would just say, shut up, Mouth. Right. Like, right, it's when it, like, I, I like that they paid homage to it um, in in the new movies, but it was when I was, like, it, I think, especially because you, you get more context for it in the miniseries where they're, like, beep, beep, Richie. Cause if you, I mean, if you're just watching you're like, I don't, why did he just say beep, beep, right. yeah, it's, like, that's true. That's it's true. their way of saying, it's like, Hey, shut up. Right. Cause right. Stan, Stan was really good about, um, he was, I felt like they kind of utilized him, um, in kind of a sarcastic way, especially in the first, um, installment to, um, rag on Richie for always running his mouth. Mm-hmm. Like when they go to Bev's, uh, um, apartment and they're like, Oh, Richie, you be the lookout. Like what should I do if her dad comes home? I was like, just do what you always do. Start talking. <laughs> you know, I, I right, like, right. They found other ways to kind of incorporate it, but it, it, I, yeah. I did feel like they they miss out on some of those the endearing parts of as the kids in the in the miniseries felt like better friends because they were all really pretty nice to each other. Yeah, and it wasn't that they were mean to each other in uh, in the new ones. But no,
1: they were they were actually really uh, you know supportive like lifted each other up yeah and an 80s kid would definitely be more like shut your mouth yeah you shut up, dude. yeah right <laughs> you're good it's a good point uh i'll and i enjoy that It felt a little more authentic as like a kid who grew up in that time period like you know you you would be a little more like smart ass yeah to your friends i mean you know if you can't be a smart ass to your friends come on um talk about the scares real quick and in in, real quick in the first one um you know, we talked about the garage scene. That was brilliant. Oh my gosh, that it was, was the brilliant best. how they pulled that off. Yeah, uh, just amazing. Um, there was the scene you'd already mentioned where he kind of wades, sort of uh, jerkily, towards in, in the basement, the flooded mm-hmm. basement. I thought that was a pretty fairly uh, effective scare. Um, let's see, what else did you have?
0: I liked when Mike uh, first sees him. He's going to make the delivery of the meat, Ooh, and that, the door. Yeah, was he's on like fire. hanging up,
1: and then. Phew,
0: I I liked those ways in which they had, it was a little, I mean, it was out of focus, and you saw those lights for in his, his eyes, eyes, and you're right? like,
1: oh, that's good. And he kind of uncurls, yeah which, you know, again, like, it, it's all scars guard because there's the scene where he comes out of that uh refrigerator, refrigerator the first yeah. one, and he kind of, I mean, and that's obviously, they, they did some kind of trick, I yeah. don't know how they did that, but like, he kind of spins around his head and unfolds yeah, in a really a unnatural, crazy way, like, I love that. Yeah. There was a lot more of that, I think, in the first one than there was the second one. Yeah.
0: They, they, they really, and I, I liked that they really focused on Pennywise. Like, you know, that was the thing, is each of the kids had their own way. He would represent their fears, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Stan, that picture that was in his dad's yeah, office. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it would, it would represent their fears. Um, but really, it's like for each of the kids, the kids was,
1: from the explosion or whatever. Yeah. Like ben down in
0: the library. Ben, yeah. The kid with the headless kid and then Georgie for, um, uh, for yeah. Bill and then just the blood um, Yeah, for Bev. Right. Um so Poor Bev. <laughs> yeah. What was it for Eddie? Oh, it was the the uh, Eddie was the the leper. The leper, leper right, yeah. right. And uh and then Mike was you know his parents the, the burning up in the,
1: the very I I love that imagery of like the arms coming oh, out of it the was burning building. Really uh and it's practical, you know, like there's not that's nothing, there's nothing uh, special effects of that. And they they do they do kind of go back to that too in the yeah. second which was a, um let, let's go ahead and jump into the uh let's let's do uh rad dads we'll go ahead and do our picks right. for rad dads rad dads uh change it up yeah, <laughs> out of order rad dads oh okay so uh you you reveal your rad dads first and then i'll do mine and then we'll we'll spoil the shit out of it too oh yeah Woo-hoo. uh
0: so uh, my rad dads this um we just had back to school uh this week for my kids mm-hmm. tuesday they started school so i thought you were gonna
1: say it was gonna be back to school no, um, that would, <laughs> but that would be pretty great. My kids should awesome. probably,
0: Burt Young and uh, and Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. they should They should probably see that soon. <laughs> RDJ. Um, but uh, when I went to do back-to-school shoe shopping, um, I, with no prompting of mine, uh, Caden decided uh, he wanted Shaq brand shoes. I was like, well, look at this, Shaquille O'Neal. He's popped up once again in my life. Mm-hmm. And so Ever I said, "You know what? Away. You know what we're going to need to do here? We're going to need to watch Kazam soon. Oh. We've never watched
2: Kazam." From Touchstone Pictures, Max never went looking for trouble. <laughs> trouble just seemed to find him. <laughs> and now he's got a genie Make it three wishes. who just won't get out of his face. Got him on something, kid. I wish I had junk food to stop. <laughs> Kil Kazam, rated PG, starts Wednesday, July seventeenth, at a theater near you.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've watched it a lot. I, I've never seen it. Um, never seen it. So and that was one of the biggest Shaq fans back in the days. So. Kazam
0: is what we have on tap. Probably next weekend, we'll we'll, we'll have to watch us some Shazam or Kazam. We could watch Shazam
1: too. Is that the? Uh, uh, That's the, the one. The up until Sinbad.
0: Up until. Uh, uh, <laughs> Zachary Levi played the superhero yes. Shazam. It yes. was Sinbad, Yeah. in a movie that never happened. Yes. So Will Kazam says. with Shaquille O'Neal very much did happen, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's a rapping genie. He is a rapping genie, and he was a oh a th- lord, what a thousand, ha- thousand ha- times better genie than Will Smith.
1: Oh gosh, now come yep. on, come on, be nice. Nope, Will Smith was Shaq, fine. Shaq is he a way fine.
0: better genie. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, Shaq's the best genie between Shaq and Will Smith. Ugh, out loud. A million percent. All right,
1: all right. Uh, My Rad Dads, um, and I just purchased it um, when I decided on it. It It's finally my final decision. Went out and bought it on Amazon. Uh, Had it on DVD, but not Blu-ray. And as you both, as you audience know, and as you know, I don't do standard definition. No, you don't.
0: (laughs) I have standard definition things, but...
1: I don't do that. I I don't do it in 2019. I pay the emotional price for that. Uh, But I'm going to do the 1986 Jim Henson classic, Labyrinth. Uh Conley and, of course, David Bowie. At least we still have Bowie. At least we still have Bowie. Jim
2: Henson, creator of The Muppets, and George Lucas, creator of Star Wars, team up to take you on a magical journey to a world of fantasy and adventure. There's nothing to be afraid of. The dazzling world of Labyrinth.
1: (laughs) Uh, So I I really think uh, they're going to enjoy that. Um, We were watching a little bit of the Dark Crystal series on Netflix and Logan seemed a little bit interested in that. And Labyrinth is
0: way less of a nightmare factory. It is way less of a nightmare factory. Still great. I, yeah, yeah. As yeah. far as fantasy kind of stuff goes, the I'm looking right forward
1: here. to seeing it again cuz I haven't a, watched it in a while. It's a fun one. <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. Um okay. Uh so here we go. We're going back to It chapter 2. Spoiler alert. Spoiler is your warning. This is it? You know, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're going to start talking about. If we hit this. a siren. This is where I would set off a siren. Oh yeah. Pull the school alarm. Be yes. We're be um all right. So I I just I think what I'm going to do is I, I had written down some stuff. Uh, I'm going to try I just just try to keep the conversation moving. Um, but I think it would be best if we went ahead and just discussed the adult actors. The adult actors. Yeah, we're going to talk about the adult actors. I actually ranked them in order of best uh, to worst. Um, so here we got James McAvoy who takes over as Bill. Yep. Uh, we have Jessica Chastain as Bev. Um, Eddie is James Ransom. Um, Mike is Isaiah Mustafa. Uh, ben is Jay Ryan. Never heard of him
0: before. Yeah, I don't think I have any perspective.
1: Stan is Andy Bean, and uh, Henry is Teach Grant. Um, adult Henry Bowers. Um, so right off, I, I, James McAvoy, great choice. Yeah, I loved it from the moment I. Heard about it? Oh, you know, ta- I didn't say Bill Haters, Richie. Sorry, uh, the one that people were just raving about in in the initial screenings, like you know, their their whole advertising campaign seemed to be built around Bill Hader's performance, and 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 it was legit good. Like, I you know, yeah, I think that was a good idea. Whenever you get something like that, uh, you you're just gonna naturally start picking his performance apart because they vouched for it so hard. Yeah, but it was good. Everyone says it's good. I, I do think it was great. I bet, I mean, I've been a huge fan of the guy for years. Yeah. Uh, I've always thought he's been a very talented actor.
0: I, I concur.
1: So, this is not a surprise to me. It's surprising that people are just kind of getting on board with the guy. If you've watched Barry, his show, which wonderful show, Emmy award winning show, um, on SNL, he was always just so versatile and, and hilarious and, you know, play fake drama you know all that stuff the, the bathroom here is nuts i mean he was <laughs> you guys the bathroom here is nuts the bathroom here is nuts <laughs> he is just forever in my hall of fame you know just for being a part of a he's, hot rod. yeah
0: he's he is i mean i like you said i i echo that 100 percent. i think
1: I think he should be a much
0: have a much wider audience, much wider fan base. I think they should put him in a lot more stuff, and hopefully, this is one of the vehicles that does continue to bring him to many more things because he is just a phenomenal
1: actor. I think Trainwreck should have been that. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> uh, Amy Schumer was the star of that, and she deservedly deserved most of the attention. LeBron, LeBron James. James was surprisingly good. Gives me hope for. LeBron some James. <laughs> But you know, Bill Hader, he had to be the leading man, and he had to be like the person to be the Yang to Amy Schumer's
0: yin. And with especially with her particular brand of comedy, that's not uh, not an easy. I mean, and I feel pretty. Um, Rory Scoville was kind of the same role; he was her love interest, and he's a terribly funny guy. Yeah. But I feel like she shown a lot a lot brighter than he did in that one. Yeah. And Bill Hader really held his own. He did in, in uh, Trainwreck.
1: Yeah. And that that was a bit eye opening, yeah. really, at the time. At the time, so um, so I, I really. How so did you rank them? Here, here's my rankings. All okay? Right. and it it's it's tricky, but we're we going least to best, or uh, oh. I'm going to try and be positive. I'm going to go best. To least. You're gonna, I'm just right. going to go ahead and highlight the, the the highs. So I thought James Ransom's Eddie was the standout. I thought he was really good. Um, he. His his character like was very important in the second movie, especially with his relationship with Richie, who I ranked second. I thought them two together. Um, I mean as kid actors too, like those I think those were the two probably the standout young actors anyway. We yeah. talked about them? Yeah. Um, but as as and I don't even know who this guy is, James Ransom. Like he kind of came out of nowhere.
0: But he he's he, he's been in. a – I think the first time I saw him was in uh, Sinister. He was the uh, the deputy that worked with Ethan Hawke. Mm, Sinister. Okay. 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 I've, he's been in a couple of things. I've seen him and I, I've liked him. I thought it was. He's a good on my thing. radar now.
1: For, yeah. uh, officially. Uh, he he was you know he, he he pops up on the scene right away as like the 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 adult version of like what it would be like if you were raised by an overbearing mother, you know, like, he he just, like, nails that kind of uptight, uh, wound up, like, really bad, but as an adult, he really went toe-to-toe with Richie. Yeah. He never took any of Richie's shit. He always gave it back to him 100%, and, uh, you know, I I felt, like, with the twist they took, if you want to call it that, the whole turn of Richie being in love with Eddie, um, which, you know, they, and they don't even think, they don't even really say whether it was reciprocated or not, yeah, you know, like you never even got that hint. In fact, you made the points like when they were in the arcade. If it weren't for that arcade scene where you know Richie sort of gr- like grazes hands with one of the bully kids, yep, playing Street Fighter, you're like, oh, Richie's gay. Yeah, you would you would not, you wouldn't
0: have any any knowledge of it outside of that scene that there was mm-hmm. even something to set up there. Yeah, so that was I mean it was a really pivotal scene in that respect.
1: But I uh, but I dug it though because th- those two. We're almost like a married couple yeah and <laughs> in, in the movie
0: when you go back when you go back and think about it now going back to the first one some some of those big scenes um, just the way that because uh, Jack um, Jack Dylan Grazer who played Eddie the young Eddie yeah uh, he I loved him so much more as Eddie than the kid that they had in the in the 90s miniseries just because he was um, he, he had that duality of the role to where he was fiercely loyal to his mom because um, you you felt like, you know, even though they're all losers, right. um, that Eddie felt a lot more self-sufficient. Um, he didn't feel as much like the Eddie in the 90, <laughs> min, 90s miniseries felt, you know, almost paralyzed, like this weak little thing, like he couldn't do anything. Eddie came
1: across as the adult in the group. Yeah. You know, he's just ready to be an adult. Yeah. He was ready to be 40 years old
0: as yep. a kid. He was just that kid, even you know more that so kid. than Stan. Right, right. Which was saying something because Stan was very much ready to do that too.
1: Yeah, he was. Um, but you know, I there was just something. It was, I guess, it was just surprising too. Like sometimes you give some, you rank somebody higher if they're surprising. Yeah. Uh, so, and I think, I think it helped. I mean, if it weren't for those like little tidbits in their chemistry, like the the big powerful scene at the end when Bill's like freaking out over yeah. Eddie dying. Um, I, I don't think if they had revealed what they had, or if they didn't have that chemistry throughout the movie, that would have been real limp and weird. Yeah, you know the fact that he was just so utterly devastated about yeah. Eddie's death. I didn't want to leave him there. You know? Yeah, and that was like very much like the book too. Like they they carry they they. I think I think they did carry him out, or they tried to at least.
0: Yeah, I think because I was
1: I would think I was looking at the Wikipedia of the book,
0: and I would like. I think they were t- like I think Mike got hurt down in, and they had to like carry Mike well out. Mike
1: was already injured or maybe maybe some Mike else. Mike got injured really bad by uh oh my uh, uh, Henry, by, uh, Henry, Henry Bowers. Bowers yeah that's right yeah he got hurt he was in the hospital so he I do not even I don't even think he was there necessarily he yeah might have been. I'm sorry I can't remember for you book lovers out there um but yeah that I I want to say either they attempted to carry him out and didn't make it or they did get him out but it, it was it was you know they had to do it yeah, but in the in the new movie, it makes even more sense because he was in love with him, and he it was kind of like that whole you know he they these kids grew up in this like extremely homophobic town, where if you showed any signs of homosexuality, you could potentially get beaten to death and thrown into a,
0: a, a lake, they said, or a up river. Yeah, <laughs> adeptly at the beginning of it, chapter two. Yes,
1: which you know maybe we should talk about that scene. That was crazy. Where. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Adrian, Adrian Mellon. the Adrian milling killing. Yeah, they. Uh, well, really, Pennywise kills him, but they—they they just beat the ever-loving hell out of this guy just for for being gay. And in the movie, he kind of—he's a little mouthy and stuff. So he doesn't—he doesn't do himself any favors. No, no, they kind of give him a little bit more reason to beat the crap out of him. But they yeah. were—they were—they—they would have gladly taken a a swipe at this kid even if he had said nothing. Yeah. It just had that no good like appearance, like especially the younger kid. Like I found it hilarious that like those guys were adults, I guess. They yeah. looked like they were like 18, 19. They were Easily, definitely yeah. not children. No. And a child comes up to him and like he's smart off. He's
0: the yeah, he's the one that begins the initial
1: confrontation. Yeah, he, be- he begins the initial like. confrontation and then he kind of goes he goes running over to the older kid. Yeah. Who does a lot of the beating. So they beat the hell out of him. Really brutal scene. Toss him over them. And then Pennywise and that really murky kind of great, uh, I, scene. How, I, I liked, love how they played that. I liked how that opened to where you,
0: your, your angle is from Adrian's angle, bobbing to try and keep your mm-hmm. breath in, in this, in this river that he's been thrown into. Yeah. And you just get these moments where you get a glimpse at Pennywise. And it's like a those, dream, like a yeah. hazy dream.
1: Uh, and, and I, I, love that when, you know, uh, his, you know, boyfriend or whatever is down there looking for him, trying to find him. Cause he sees he's still alive and he gets tossed over. Um, he he find he sees him just in time for Pennywise to just take a big just old big old bite out of his side. <laughs> I love that scene. That that was like straight up like something they would have done in the first movie. Yeah. It felt very crazy. Uh and then of course they had all the red balloons. The balloon. And,
0: and I I love the visual of that. That was yeah. just such a
1: I love the hat. He gives him that damn I Love Dairy hat with the stupid beaver or whatever. Yeah. Like that's straight up out of the book. Uh, <clears throat> so it's it's set up very well. Um Number three for me, as far as the kids go, or the the adult actors, I, I went with uh, James McAvoy. Um, you know, it, he he just does what he does. He's a great actor anyway, and I, he 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 nailed the stuttering. You know, he, he was able to do the. He, he's like a, he's he's like a cured guy, and he gets back into dairy and instantly he starts the stutter. Starts the stutter, right? Mm, and he he's able to just go in and out of that stutter perfectly. Which you know, if you saw if you saw Split, you shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, his. He goes in and out of a dozen or so characters. In
0: yeah, in in uh, glass, I think he has twenty three or twenty seven oh different personalities. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty good at that.
1: Um, you're going to probably disagree with me on this one based on the conversation we had, but I like Mike the Fourth. I do disagree with you. <laughs> I really liked. Uh, I say Mustafa's. I enjoyed it. Like I now, when you when you point a things some things out, I do pushing back further, but in my notes anyway. And I had Jessica Chastain fifth. I'd probably go ahead and put her up at fourth. I,
0: I I would have flipped those just, it, yeah. Just he, I mean, it, he wasn't continually over the top. There were just right. a couple of times where it's like, okay, th- if I had to pick a weakest link right here, it would be Mike,
3: yeah.
1: Uh, my if uh, so six for me was Ben, uh, the Jack Ryan. I, I didn't care for that character at all. I should feel something because. I was the little fat kid pining for the pretty girl or whatever, you know. I should be he should be in the bag for me, I should be rooting for this guy, but I wasn't. He's maybe he was just too distractingly good looking. I like this the line Bill Hader gave. It's like you're like every, you know, uh Brazilian soccer player yeah, rolling, like, rolled in the
0: <laughs> one. Yeah. That was, Bill Hader had some fantastic Oh, his
1: one liners oh. were the best. I the f-
0: best. I thought the biggest and most unfortunate misstep with um with the adult ben was the fact that the relationship that um that grew between him and adult bev yeah um in the in the mini series i mean that was in the epilogue from that it was you know as everybody left dairy um after it was killed um the epilogue for ben and bev was they left together because bev was she had you know in in the movie you have her you know um she gets Call, gets the call from Mike and leaves the same way as she did in the miniseries. Middle of the night, packing up all of her stuff. Mm-hmm. Her husband is kind of a placeholder for her dad, the abusive, absolutely, man. Yep. totally. And she, you know that scene where she pulls off the ring and puts it down. That was her head. best acting. That yeah, was that yeah. was really poignant. And yeah. so it was it was the severing of that relationship. And so in the in the nineties miniseries, you have Bev and Ben drive off into the sunset. They get married, and a few months later, they have. She gets pregnant. So, like, it's there, ha- they have the happy ending yeah. where they, you know, drive off into the sunset. And they played that uh, the same way. I just, it was one of those, like, for as much as Jessica Chastain put into being Bev, which was significant, you just kind of had this guy there for Ben. It was like, hey, here's <laughs> yeah. a guy. Here's just a good looking guy. And it was just like, I think that would have been a much more poignant um, culmination at the end of the movie if the two of them. Um, got together based on the merit of she really had feelings for him, uh, in this in a similar way that he did because she was still pining for Bill in a sense. Yeah, all, all the way to the end. Yeah. Um,
1: I got Stan Andy Bean as the last, just because he really didn't get any scenes. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say he was, I, and it's not. I'm not saying that he's a bad actor. I'm just saying like he had the least sample size. Yeah. He. You know, he you got him him off much. No, not really. Like he's working a puzzle. He's up in the tub killing himself, and he's writing letters and, and doing like a like a you know epilogue at the end. I thought
0: I thought they did a really great job of making you feel like the kid that played Stan just grew up. Like mm-hmm. in the last two years, he just turned into an adult because he looked just like yeah the kids stand. I was like, oh, you guys did a pretty phenomenal job. Yeah. There. But it, yeah, yeah. it totally. really was. I, and I liked, I don't know if the letters thing was from the book or not, no. um, but I, I liked that as kind of the
1: epilogue. To I, really, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I, I, that was in the book. What happens is it's much, it's, it's a lot different actually. So in the book, they instantly start forgetting everything when they leave dairy again. Uh, not only that, but there's as, as you know, it is defeated. There's like this huge, uh, storm like raging throughout the end of the book. And the town floods and is basically destroyed. Wow. So, you know, in, in the movie they have like kind of a poltergeisty mebolt Street thing where like the yeah. house kind of caves in on itself. I don't have a problem with that.
0: It reminded me very much of Carrie at the end of Carrie. Yeah. When the house sucks itself into the ground.
1: Yeah. But yeah, similar scene. Um but yeah, so but in the in the in the book they just sort of like kind of like how in the you know when they left Derry for the first time they they didn't forget each other but they forgot almost everything every yeah and I think that's a really interesting plot point that you could forget like I like that you know like Bill Hader as Richie was like like I I you know I I what 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 was it that he said uh I've only been here for like an hour and like I've forgotten like everything about me growing up yeah and he's realizing that as he's like saying, like, "I to get the fuck out of here after what I just saw." Yeah. In the uh, Chinese restaurant scene. He he knows how crazy it is that like he can't remember anything. Um. So, but yeah, in, in the book they do forget. So there there's really not like any kind of you know a nice little bow tied on the end. Yeah. You know, like Mike's like, "I love you, man." You know, it's a bill on the phone, and yeah, they're like let's 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 talk. Let's like that thing that people always do when they haven't seen a friend in a long time, and
0: they're like, "We gotta stay in touch, man." because uh i think it was um when they did that flashback at one point stan was asking the rest of the group is like do you think we'll still be friends mm-hmm. when we get older um so i i liked that they kind of had that focal point throughout the movie to where it's like you know they had all gone off and independently did their own thing yeah. and they had forgotten about each other and they really didn't stay friends yeah. um but it seemed like at the end just that with that little bit of dialogue between mike and and uh and bill that there was a chance like okay this the time the flashback around.
1: scenes were really placed well. Yeah. I, I do enjoy those flashback scenes. They really added a lot. And you just had to get those kids in there some more. Yeah. Um so oh and then but yeah so in Henry I put him last like tree his version of Henry Bowers was something about it was just too goofy.
0: It it was it was a little over the top. Um, it was you know he he was in he has to be a Jennifer crazy hills person. the mental
1: yeah he was, he's a mental yeah, case he's a mental case um, i do like how they showed how he popped back up yeah with all the kids flushed out like he murdered them or whatever cuz that was that was straight up out of the book too
0: because that was that was one of the things of like okay yeah, i'm pretty sure after watching the first one i'm like i'm pretty sure henry bowers shows back up in the second part
1: mm-hmm. was
0: like he literally just fell down like i don't know how far down this well yeah i was like yeah. I don't know how you stay alive after that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like he should certainly be dead. Right, right. But he just he walks out unscathed. He's like, "Oh wow, you'd fall yeah. all the way down a well." Maybe Jessica did that and it turned Well, into
1: a... clearly Pennywise protected him or something. Yeah. You know, there was like, some kind of Yeah, yeah, there was some sort of protective bubble maybe. Who knows? Like, Hotstudder didn't fare so well. No. I did enjoy the scene with Baxter though. Like where the the balloon sort of Following along outside, yes, that was and cool. And then he goes into the room, and he's not there, and he's really disappointed. I didn't mind how he was playing him at that point. And then when the balloon stuck, and he's like pulling on it, and then it pops, and then you see that damn like, like, corpse of of Hawks of are Um, I I kind of enjoyed that, like when they I, hop in the Camaro or like the Trans Am or whatever. And
0: he's completely He's like, oh look, here's the here's my childhood friend who's yeah, some kind of just handsy, horrific his old zombie. Knife. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. My knife,
3: it's right, like, right. Uh,
1: but you know, all the other scenes where he's like following him at the hotel, and he, uh I, and he stabs Eddie straight up in the mouth. Yeah, that was a crazy scene. Like I wasn't even sure if that was happening. And then Eddie stabbed him back. Yeah, yeah. That,
0: d- that had the I had was like, is this a dream? Yeah, it a... had a
1: real kind of hazy feel to it. Yeah, because he's just like, oh, you know, like, and it's like you see the blade in his mouth. Like that was a cool effect. Uh, but yeah, then he just like stabs him through the curtain, and then he survives. He jumps out the window and just runs over to the, to the firebird. He just runs on over to the firebird, and then he goes to try and find uh, Mike, which was r- truly the person he always hated the yeah. most. And uh, you know they have the whole scene where you know he gets axed in the head in the back by Richie, and then he barfs and he goes like, "What was the horrible pun?" <laughs> so it was a library pun, <sighs> but he's like, "Get it!" and he's that's long overdue. That's long overdue. That was pretty great. <laughs>
0: and then was it, who was it? Bill runs and is like, are you okay? It's like, no, I'm not okay. He <laughs> <laughs> just killed. I just killed a guy. And the moment I was like, yeah, Brick killed a guy.
1: Right. Right. You <laughs> might want to lay low. Um, so yeah, he was kind of my least favorite. Uh, what about you? How, how would you see it? I uh,
0: I feel like that's pretty fair. I, I would probably go Bill Hader over, um, uh, Eddie, um, James, James Ransom. Ransom. Yeah. Um, just, just because I, I really love Bill Hader. I thought, I, um, I thought he had probably some of the best dialogue, but it's, it's one of those is probably the flip of a coin. Cause the, the two of them together really did. Um, cause it wasn't just that they were like the comedic relief. It wasn't that they, they, they kept taking shots at each other. Yeah. Um, e- even I felt for them both. They, it was, it was, it was nice to see how they, cause it, in, in there, in the finality of everything, um, and the way it all plays out, it was nice because there was, uh, when you go back and you start kind of picking through it, you can see some of those moments that when you're viewing it through that lens, you're like, okay, this is, I see this, this interaction a little bit differently now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was nice. Cause like all of their little, um, even as kids, even thinking about it now, as I go through the first one, it's like the way that Eddie and, um, Richie would, would, just rib each other the all the time it was it was a very much a given it was an endearing kind of you know they there was a deep care for each other absolutely and so uh but i think i mean you know after that james mcavoy was pretty fantastic yeah um i would go jessica chastain just because i i thought her i I thought mike's performance was was good but um uh, and I, As we were talking beforehand, um,
1: yeah. I, I liked... He was over-emoting and acting over the top. It's particular the scene after the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. When he's trying to convince anybody to trust him. Because it's
0: when I was like, okay, everybody else should think that all of them are crazy. Yeah. Um, looking in from the outside, you're like, if somebody started telling you this or that... All of it should sound crazy.
1: Especially if you don't remember it.
0: Yeah, but to the group, it's like, okay, you guys are starting to remember. You just have this scene where your fortune cookies all came alive and started yeah. to try and kill you. Yeah. So it's like, you're very much in the moment. It's like, I get that fight or flight, and everybody wants to just get the hell out of there. Sure, it's very natural, yeah. But it was when I was like, for Mike, it's like, okay, you don't need to be that paranoid guy. It's like, wait, wait, wait guys, I got to, like, if you just look, if you just look here.
1: And he just kept, like, that book. He's, like,
0: clutching that damn book. And it, I th- I think in the finality of everything it was unfortunate because I know um, from the, what I read on Wikipedia and what we were talking about you know that that ritual that they do it really ritual does chud, yeah, yeah it really ties into the history of it mm-hmm. and, and all of the stuff that they really tried to kind of go into but then they kind of dismantled that as the mechanism by which they would win and I was just like okay well as long as we just
1: yeah, the battle of wills or whatever, like that was yeah. supposed to be the big moment when they when they destroyed it. And I also didn't love how they kind of constructed this. Like Mike lied to us. Yeah, you know, like I didn't see it that way. No, it was just it was his. You know, he knew that they were all gonna die if they didn't try something. And that was uh, like Tim
0: Reed as Mike Hanlon because I, I liked I liked the continuity in the first one that Mike Hanlon as a kid and Mike Hanlon as an adult. Was the historian, and I was saying that before. Yeah, I was like, he was the one that knew the history of dairy. And then in, in these new ones, they had well, Ben, he was the one that spent so much time at the library and looked yeah, into he dairy was the and, new kid, so he was curious. Yeah. So he learned yeah. all this stuff about dairy, but then Mike kind of takes over. So I felt like some of that continuity break did his character a disservice. Mm. Um, but it, it, was, it was like, you know, um, that's how the the miniseries started off is you know, he's witnessed okay, there's bad things here, yeah. you know, and he. Tim Reed, when he's visiting this the scene where the little girl gets maimed by it, yeah. um, he sees a picture of Georgie and that's kind of his like, okay. The ship it's act, back. Yeah, it's in the back. in that opening when after Adrian goes into the river and there's that whole thing, and he finds the balloons as I heart dairy. It's like, okay, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. gotta start making the phone calls. And then
1: he sees the like written in blood, like, come home, come yeah. home or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which I, I liked I liked that better in the new ones than the old one, because um, and it, especially the scene in um, uh, in the uh, the Chinese restaurant where they all have their fortunes, and they uh, I uh, guess Stanley could not cut it. Or oh, that was cool.
1: Yeah, was, I liked how they kind of really made that this that. sort of because it was kind of like it reminded me of that scene in the Avengers when they're all getting agitated with one another. Yeah, I don't know why exactly. It's like yeah. it, it was like the beginnings of Pennywise's influence over them. And they, but yeah, the in the fortune cookie, like they're all like, "Are you doing this? Are you doing yeah. this?" And they're just. They're, like, desperate to get to the end of the puzzle. And yep. then, you know, like, they find they this stand. Because, like, at that time, they're like, we know we're missing somebody. Yeah. But you, you're, your natural thought isn't they committed suicide. Just like he, he didn't show or who knows what. Maybe he'll be here in a minute. And because when
0: uh, – I think it's when Bill is first on his way into Derry um, and the first time he sees Pennywise in the 90s miniseries – Pennywise is digging a grave. No, I like, like that You, scene, you can yeah. pick anyone except for the first one. That one's yeah. already taken, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was Stan's. Right. Um, and then yeah. there was a weird scene when they're all in the library and Stan's head is inside a, a little refrigerator, and, and the actor that played Stan in the 90s miniseries, yeah. he starts talking to him. Yeah. Like, That's in the book,
1: too, I think, actually.
0: I, I liked that it was a little bit more subtle in this one. I liked yeah. that it was...
1: Subtle? He turns into a spider. <laughs> <laughs> no the uh the
0: the stand the stand part where the the fortune cookies. Oh okay, they didn't, okay, they didn't okay. get that. It wasn't hey here's Stan's head in a right, refrigerator right, like right, right, what right, does right, this right. mean and they make the phone calls like oh Stan's dead. Yeah. And that's what that means. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, um uh, John Peters got his giant his spider not Wild Wild West.
1: Uh, I <laughs> I did like that scene though. It, it reminded me of it. Yes. like when the the when the head comes off and like it grows the legs I did yes, it was very it like very not it thing the thing yes. vibes. you know what I mean um so yeah, so but we talked about or we didn't, but we touched on the Chinese restaurant theater scene, which is a very pivotal scene, they did it pretty well on the in the miniseries. of course it was in the book, and I thought they did a, a pretty good job in the new movie, so you know no complaints anywhere as far as that scene goes really now i, I let's see no 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 no, no, no um how did you like the um careers that they had settled into uh, modern day careers
0: i i i thought it was um it was interesting how they uh because they were all kind of they were very similar to what they were in the in the miniseries um eddie's i think changed uh kind of the most
1: yeah he's like he was like a limo yeah he, he, he owned a limousine service yeah. and then you know he's like a risk analysis that makes yeah. so much sense
0: it fits a lot better yeah it does it um, really does he uh so it, it felt and he like, married a woman just yes. like his mom which is very typical and even when he's on the phone with her and he gets distracted and yeah he's like, i was like it's just hello okay i love you mom yeah and they're like what what oh my up. god
1: especially sure
0: love hearing that um that was that was really good
1: yeah and uh, so that leads me to uh, Bill is a writer, yes, uh, which he was in in uh, the book, and I think probably well no, was he a writer in uh, the miniseries? Yeah, okay, okay, yep. but he's like a movie script, like he's a script guy, yep, which I liked, and so that like ushered in the ten million jokes about Stephen King. Yeah, the uh, ending sucked. The ending sucked, which was really funny for I, a few minutes, but they just kept doing it until even. Stephen King himself was, has a great cameo. That was my favorite iteration of it. I think that was my favorite ever Stephen King cameo. It was pretty great. He actually seemed like a way better actor. Yeah. Uh, and like it, was, it, it wasn't just like, a, well, we got to get you know Stephen King in this thing. Uh, it, 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 I mean, I felt so nostalgic to see Stephen King pop up in one of his movies. That like was that. really great. But yeah, he's just like, ah, the ending sucked. He's like, can sign that for you? Nah.
0: <laughs> ah, the ending sucked.
1: Did you think that the humor was a little over the top in this movie? Uh,
0: that that was one of my. It was it was not a huge beef because I love I love humor in, um, in horror movies. Yeah, but I, I felt like there were several times where, um, because there was as much humor as there was, and it, it, it's a. It, I don't fault them too much because, you know, it was such a mechanism for the dialogue for both Eddie and Richie that if they had significantly lessened it i think they would have done themselves a disservice as well just because um that was that was so ingrained in those characters yeah um but it felt like there were a handful of times where it really kind of stunted a uh, a really scary scene because instead of being scared they cut it off too quickly and made you laugh Mm-hmm. Um, the, the balance wasn't perfect. It, it was it was a little bit off, not enough to really say, "Oh, that ruined the movie." No, not by any means.
1: A lot of people has a bone to pick with that. I didn't. I, I I laughed hard at every like you know thing that Bill Hader said and then Eddie a lot of the stuff that he was saying. Like I I laughed. Yeah, you know? I enjoyed it. Uh, but I do you know I if I, now when I go back and watch it again, I'm gonna pay attention to that more. Yeah, and see how much it does cut into the attention.
0: Because there, there were a number of times where, um, there was some kind of, um, ghoul kind of creature, that, an iteration of Pennywise, that uh, it seemed like they, it seemed like they leaned on that.
1: Oh, you mean like the part where like Eddie was choking the leopard and it just barfs on him, and they play that like song. Yeah. It was. I laughed hard, but like
0: the, the, there were uh, that was uh, the old woman when she turns into a giant monster and comes <laughs> running at Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yeah. Um, then there, I think there was another one with Ben in the, um, oh, when uh, Beverly her, her hair was on fire and he was running away from her in the. Yeah, in the, that
1: that was a lesser effective scene. I
0: they, they, had, they had a number of those scenes where it was just like okay, Pennywise turns into something that they're afraid of and then chases them. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, and then in those it was like. I was really hoping when Ben was, when he stuffed himself into his locker, mm-hmm. I was really hoping that what they would do with that new kid's on the block. He would poster, become alive or that, that, something. That would like, I was like, I was expecting that. Please let that happen. And then it, yeah. didn't. it was like, how oh, it's just, it was penny
1: just Pennywise. Like, 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 okay. It was still good. <clears throat> I like how he popped himself out of the locker. Like, yeah. More of that physical style of horror, you know, like he just like one arm than the other and he pulls himself out. Like, I, I like, I dug that scene. Um, I think one of my favorite Pennywise um, scenes is
0: when you saw was in the Jessica Chastain when she was back in the apartment with Mrs. Kirsch.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: and, yeah, yeah. And there you saw Pennywise not was, with
1: all them. He's putting the
0: makeup on. He's putting on, the makeup yeah. on and then he cuts himself and he starts you know, just that. It,
1: and it forms that kind like of oh, makeup. Video.
0: That I think was one of the best Pennywise scenes because it felt the most raw. It felt the most yeah. intense. And, it was yeah. just,
1: and it's just neat to see him like as a person now that, but that does bring me to a point where you, you do have the scene where Jessica Chastain is in the apartment and there's the old woman and then she's kind of given like the whole backstory. And there's this, and there's this implication that Pennywise was, he is a person and not a, an alien. And he, he's, he was a, a clown. Uh, like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. It kind of seems sort of uh, like there's a, plot
0: hole or something yeah. it was it's it's one of those um the way because I, I noted i noted that same thing yeah. and the the way that i i guess i kind of filed that away internally is i wondered if it was similar to um in the dark Knight when um the joker gives two different oh um like oh I want to know how i got these scars and he yes. tells a couple different stories it was one of those where it's like i it made me wonder if especially because it was in bev's iteration yeah and it was that father daughter thing if okay. that
1: was if that was the vehicle my father <laughs> yeah she, I love that she said that.
0: and that that lady up until the point when she turns into a giant monster and yeah. he was running after she was like when she just oh actually, i love that she freezes
1: she freezes up kind of like like pennywise
0: yes and it was it was that played a lot better than um than in the 90s miniseries but i i felt like both that was one of the stronger scenes in the miniseries when they came back as adults yeah. i liked it I, I think that one may have been the the strongest when they had to go on their little quests.
1: Yeah, they're like artifact quests. Yes,
0: I think that one to me was the best of all those. Bills. Um, I
1: I like the lumberjack. That I th- I love the way that looked. Um. But but
0: yeah, please. No, no. I, the, uh, that's I like I liked that because that was out of the book, right?
1: Yeah. And and that's one of the few ones that was out of the book. That because, felt better. well, the thing about the book was they utilized. Uh, Monsters that they wouldn't have rights to. Yeah, like one was like Dracula. One was a Wolfman. Like yeah. you know, uh, but but Ritchie's was still uh, the lumberjack. And uh, uh, what was the other one that was from? The, I can't remember. But the lumberjack for sure was. In the yeah. And uh, I wanted to uh, talk about the special effects and the scares because I don't know how to feel about these special effects. I want to list them off. Okay. Go I tried to think about as many of them as I could. Yeah. You could just sort of comment on. Whether or not you thought they were effective or, or not, um, okay. So the fortune cookie scene, yeah, ah, when all the like monsters are coming out of the fortune cookies. How did you feel about that?
0: Um, they they did that in the mini series, um, and so the way they the way they did it in this one was a lot better. Um, uh, rightfully so, it's thirty years later, and, yeah, and the special effects were a lot better. So you mean the effects were better? The basically? effects were better. Yeah. It was it was one of those where. I think um, in that scene, <clears throat> it it not it didn't really do anything for me because it, there was so much specific imagery, but none of it necessarily made any sense. Like everybody had like a different
1: thing that was, you know, yeah, in their fortune cookie. But there it was, was like, the eyeball yeah. and the the like bird hatching, and then the bat with one wing sticking out, and then they're like at one point heads are in floating in the aquarium, in, in the, yeah. And then it's kind of funny because, like, Mike just starts beating the shit out of the yeah. table. <laughs> that was my favorite part because then we cut to um, yeah. the lady's like, uh, Is
0: everything okay? Right. Here? I was like, Clearly, no. No, not. no, not at all.
1: <laughs> this guy's
0: course. got a chair
1: and he's smashing it's the just table. beating the
0: shit out of it. The- Could we get uh, the check, please?
1: <laughs> That's a tired ass joke, but it's he delivered it perfectly. It really was. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I, what else can you say in that situation?
0: I, there needed to be something there. I knew that because it was when I was like, okay, something has to disrupt this. Like they're having this really, you know, bonding moment. It's yeah. really nice. It's really good. They're coming back. They're remembering things. It kind of takes a turn where they're like, okay, here's why we're really here. Pennywise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I'd forgotten. The pacing about. is perfect. It, and that, but then you get to that, and it's like you know that it's Pennywise, and you know that it's some it's that evil that's messing with them. But it just kind of felt like. I don't know. That, I'm assuming something like that must have been on the book because that's why they did it. Or if
1: I all all I remember is the eyeball. Like they might have done everything like that, but all I really re- really remember was the eyeball. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. Like I can't speak to that. Unfortunately, don't my memory on that's not great. It but, felt
0: it felt gratuitous after they had done yeah. the really creepy part with the fortunes. Is like yeah, I, felt good enough.
1: See, my thing was like I'm I'm all in favor of the least the lesser the CGI the better. Yeah. And that scene, like you made such a good point about how like tense that was. If there, I wish they could have just done what they did a little more subtler, a little more subtlety. You know, right? show a little more restraint, and maybe not go full CG with all that stuff. Like I, I don't know.
0: Well, because if, if there I'm were, not saying I hated
1: it. But no, but I'm if just there,
0: curious what you thought. If there would have been a little bit more subdued of an ominous kind of like they're just having that. You know that revelation of like, oh yeah, shit, that's right. When we were kids, we yeah, had to fight yeah, that monster. Yeah, and yeah. and and then it's like, because why
1: am I? For- why did I forget
0: that? Yeah, with with the uh, with the uh, the fortune cookies that was so good with the message. Because it was just ominous enough to let them know, like something is paying attention to them. Something right. is, you know, there's something out there, and like that would be it. that's one of those creepy that I like. Mm-hmm. And then they do the CGI part, and it's like, ah, monsters, monsters, yeah, 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 monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay,
1: it really fueled the fighter, you know, fight or flight scene or whatever you're talking about. But okay, the next one I wanted to mention, I already know how you're going to feel about this, was the old woman witch uh, when she can Come stomping out. Now, that that scene played out in the trailer when they had that yeah. whole, basically that whole scene. Yeah. Kind of give you an idea what the movie was going to be like. And it was very tense because you see, it's there, sh- they just show the dark shadows, and of course, the woman's voice turns into Pennywise, basically. Yes. And then you kind of see like something stomping out real fast. But then you see it, and it's kind of like the old, like the distorted witch face or whatever. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I noted down that Javier Bate. Uh, he he played Slenderman in the okay. uh, Conjuring Two when he comes out of the thing and it it's the it was so weird to me at the time watching because like it didn't look real but it was real they just u- they used camera tricks and his unusually skinny frame yeah. and talent for making jerky moves and yeah. gestures he he was two things in this movie I think I think he was the old woman but it looked really CG. And yeah, like yeah, you dude. said, that everyone just started busting they out started laughing. Everybody in the theater started. I didn't laughing. have that effect. Like it creeped me out when she comes flying out of there. She, she just comes flying after her.
0: Everything up to that point, I really—I mean, even the when she goes, you, she's naked, and yeah. you, you see her just kind of like scurrying j- around in the background. Around like, oh, I
1: love the part when she when she peeks behind the wall.
0: It was even uh, even that it was a little goofy, but I liked it because it was that it was that jerkiness. Yeah, it. I don't That's like what it's I, unsettling. Yeah. Um, so up until then, and then she just comes bursting out. Right. And that right. initial moment, I think if, if that, if that had read better in, in my audience, I think it would have been a bigger scare. Yeah. But everybody like for what the reaction was just, everyone started laughing. <laughs> yeah. And so I felt like it just kind of short-circuited. Could it be that
1: like, you know, like when people are really scared, they laugh sometimes? Uh, there, there's a, that's a
0: very real possibility that in, in order to try and, you know, deflect that, 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 fear yeah there was oh I'll laugh at this instead
1: because nobody reacted that way when I saw it in my theater like it was uh, it was a bit of an older crowd and it was late so people might have been half asleep too but uh, it, it just it was really startling like I, I thought it was kind of bold that they it came after her like that yeah um, but yeah it there was a there was an interesting like I, I want to see that scene again and pay real close attention to it yes to see how much CG it looks knowing now that I know that it was that actor. So I'm just did,
0: that's that is I like that too because I know he's done a couple things like that.
1: Yeah, uh, the Pennywise tongue licking in the maze <laughs> was really strange. Uh, what did you think of that scene? It was it was um, that yeah, was you could, you could talk about the whole scene too, really, how he's like banging his head against the glass. Yeah,
0: it was, and because that was that was in the trailer in the, one of the trailers, right? Right. Um, the whole glass maze and the the lead up to it because of that kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the second time you see the kid, the
1: yeah. first time you see him. In the I love that, like, that poor kid, yeah, I, you know, is just kind of traumatized by these crazy adults coming like, into town they've probably
0: never seen before. It's like, stranger danger to the
1: max. Well, he notices Richie because he's a comic. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, dude, I'm a fan. It's like, <laughs> I'm dude. watching this scene where he's, and especially, like, Bill, like, when he's like, You just leave, just leave. I'm thinking of the scene in Adam Sandler from Billy Manage. He's like, don't you say that. Don't you ever say like I can't wait till I go to high school? You know, <laughs> it felt really over the top and weird. But 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 yeah. But to the but the main scene, it was kind of cool. Then the licking was crazy, and uh, that was a scene I wasn't really sure about in the trailer. I was like, is this some sort of like hallucination with the kid? Like, no, no, he's after that kid for real.
0: I I liked um, I liked what they were going for in the scene, mm-hmm. um. Because it was this the the whole th- here's a new this is it was almost like here's a second chance for Bill. Let yeah, me save this he kid. Baited him. I couldn't save Georgie, but let right. me save this kid. Right. Um, and even that with the skateboard that rolls in when they're at the end leading up, yeah, to it, it just yeah, takes right. off to go to the carnival to kind of give him the hint, yeah, the visual that, cue. That whole thing was like, okay, it was a great way to to bait uh, Bill back into that, right? Um, but it, it was that that payoff I thought was really kind of um. It was a strange way of going – you know, I think there would have been a better way for him if you want – because the effect felt like we want to have him, fade, you know, come in slowly mm-hmm. so that there's this kind of like this, you know, slow revelation that's just – you know that he's there because they've had – right. he's running – Yeah, there. yeah,
1: yeah. Sneaking around. So
0: this the, – the unveiling of him in this scenario, oh um, – and the payoff at the end when he breaks through the glass right. was good. Yeah, you it was like, see like
1: blood splatter. Everywhere. You're like,
0: oh, because that, and that's what you kind of know you're going through. Right. It was just kind of like the way, you know, there, it was a very clown-like in the way that he's pounding on the glass. Yeah, was, and that that's strange. But I I felt like they were limited because really, I mean, if you're thinking about things in any kind of practicality, if I'm Bill, I'm not going to stand there and just keep beating on the glass trying to, it's like, well, that's obviously not working. Right. You right. he has for the shot he has to stay there because he can't run off and right. you know. But it's like it's it's the futility of he's trying to save this kid and he can't. Right. So I liked what they were going with. I felt like they missed the mark a little bit. I'd probably it like a B, yeah. you know, a C plus, B minus kind of a
1: Cool. Um Okay, Paul Bunyan. I just wrote Paul Bunyan. I right. loved the way that looked. Um so that had a similar effect, and I'm wondering um Oh no, it wasn't Javier. Um it was all CG, but like I like the way that his mouth looked kind of rotten once he came yeah. to life. Uh and you know, and he saw Pennywise sitting on his shoulder and he's like, I know your secret. And yeah, all that kind of crap. And then he, you know, uh but as a kid, he uh he's terrorized by this Paul Bunyan. And I, I just love the way that played out. I thought that was really a effective, scary moment. And then of course he closes his eyes. Then he tried it again later as an adult and it didn't work. <laughs> and I love too that like Pennywise is doing his little sing song. Yeah. And the adults are swaying in the, the background like hypnotized. Yeah. Like they're not they're not going to help you. Uh, but it doesn't work when he closes his eyes. He just kind of – but he does – he just gives like a scare off thing. Like, yeah. Why didn't he kill him there?
0: I, I liked uh, – the, the one thing I liked about that because when you go back to the first movie – Um, when they are first, when the kids all kind of have their revelation that they've all seen it, um, they, they have a little bit of that conversation right outside of the house on Neibolt. Yeah. But then they finish that conversation there in the park by the shell. Right. And that's when, uh, Richie's saying, I fucking hate clowns. Yeah. And there's that clown in the background that's just staring at him. Yeah. Um, and they, they jump to it and they focus on it, but that's, uh, from what I've read, it's it's, oh, that's Pennywise is watching them from this. Mm. But I liked that they brought his fear back to that same location. Yeah, um, it was so the same location. That was that was really cool. It was, and I, I liked. It was one of those like knowing that it was from the book. I, I felt because it didn't make it didn't make a lot. It wouldn't make a lot of sense otherwise. It's like oh, there's a giant statue that's chasing him.
1: Um, well, they they would tease that Paul Bunyan statue up yeah, bunch.
0: They and I liked I liked that they played it out that way, and it was. Um, it, it, when when bill hater he says like it's not real it's not that i i loved the way that that played out yeah yeah, yeah. i think that was it, that was probably outside of cuz i liked jessica Chastain's whole quest um that whole storyline i would say richie's is probably my second favorite in that because it <laughs> it was just such a poignant um and that felt more like a Genuine, like he looks over and he sees the base of that statue. And it's not there. It's not there. And he cut. is like, ah, it's and it's right in there. his face. Yeah, it's
1: very aggressive. Yeah, kind of like the old woman. Like I yeah. liked how aggressive it was.
0: The, the that played out several times, and I think that worked out well for him when they went aggressive on big scares. Yeah. Um, I, I think some of them. I heard people say like,
1: "Oh, that's jump scares." I'm like, "Yeah, it kind of is," but you know, you're never going to get away completely from jump scares right. in horror movies because right.
0: it's just it's a thing.
1: Yeah. See the jump scare here's the thing. So the jump scare pays off because there's the quiet moment with the scene. He's missing. Like yeah. what happened to him? Yeah. And then and then he attacks him from the side. In a true j- awful jump scare, it would be like a woman sitting in a car and then somebody comes up and he's like, "You forgot this, mister." Yeah. You know, like just like ugh. just you're just startling me. Like that yeah. was truly creepy because you're you're drawn towards the missing yeah. giant statue. And then they they shift, you know, like the the perspective of the shot changes. And then next thing you know, like onions in your face.
0: Yeah, and even even when you go back to in the first one, when um, after Richie is like he hates clowns. Yeah. <clears throat> when they're in the house on D and he's upstairs and he opens the door and he's in that room with all the clowns where they have the <laughs> old, old Pennywise throwback, which I loved. That was cool. They that have the scary, same yeah. same thing. The casket opens and Pennywise. Phew, Comes right up and comes at him. In the same comes kind of at him. Yeah, real fast. So I, I like uh, there, there was some good continuity, whether it was intentional or unintentional. There was good continuity in Richie's storyline in that, and I really liked. Same director. I'd, would like to think that it was. Intentional. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked that whole, that whole business.
1: Okay. Uh, next thing, the burning Bev head,
0: which we kind of mentioned. That, so. that I, I, gotta say is I think my least
1: favorite of them, just because it was, it was one of those like. His whole quest was weak to me anyways yeah. because like he was holding on to his yeah, yearbook page. His... Like, I love that his token was the yearbook signed yearbook page. Yes. He was the only one that signed it, and he, it meant so much to him. He carried it for 27 years. But, so like, but he went back to the school, I guess, because he's trying to remember, but like, it's not like he forgot anything. No, and it was that, that was why it was... was his thing to remember was that he thought that Beverly thought he was fat and didn't really like him? It, it, it was,
0: it felt like, uh, it felt like we were, we were confronted with the notion that this character never really just got fleshed out at all. Um, mm. it was, it was when I was like, you know, Ben's there. Um, and, and honestly, cause I, I thought it was kind of unfortunate cause they have the whole clubhouse thing. And if that was all Ben's doing, and especially because he eventually becomes an, an architect, architect yeah. that felt like it was great continuity. It's like, it why is Ben's thing not in that? Right. Why is his in the school? It's like, there's and pl- because really and truly, you know, they do
1: circle back around to it when it's found apart. Or
0: yeah. Yeah. But it was, you know, they had Stan's thing was there and I'm like, well, Stan's thing should have been in the, um, the, the synagogue. The, yeah. The synagogue. Right. It's like, that's where Stan's thing should be. It should have so been it was there. like it, Ben, a lot of Ben stuff felt like it was kind of a throwaway in that respect. And it was unfortunate because I feel like the character of Ben, especially as they're setting up that whole arc for him and Bev to be a thing. Yeah. Um, this was—I felt like this was a little bit of a misstep because it was like, oh, Pennywise is going to play off the fact that, oh, yeah, hes still tortured internally. It's like, oh, I'm still that fat kid. It's like, that's just a weird... or like,
1: why wouldn't he torture him by putting pitting him against Bill? Yeah, because she still obviously has a thing for Bill. Yeah, there's—it felt like there were
0: just there were better ways of going about that. And it's like, well, let's just set Bev's hair on fire and chase him through the yeah. school. Yeah, like,
1: so that was okay. kind of weak.
0: Yeah. Um. Next thing, Stan Spiderhead. <laughs> That was that was pretty fantastic. <laughs> it was gruesome, wasn't it? That was way better than the Stan's head in the fridge from the '90s miniseries.
1: Yeah. So so Stan was in the fridge, but his whole body, and uh, he he talks to him, and they're yeah. like, you know, like I love the way that whole thing was set up because they go in all together, determined to stay together, and then they instantly get split up. And uh, it, it, yeah, it's like it's Richie and Eddie and and um, uh, who else was in there? Was it just Richie and Eddie? Or was or was there a third? No, it was because uh, the whole was thing Bill. was Eddie. Bill, Bill was there because okay. Eddie froze. Yeah, Eddie froze, and that I love that scene too. It's just like I'm so don't be mad at me, Bill. Like I thought that was so dead on. That was that was really great
0: because it it took it made Eddie it seemed he like was a, a kid. kid again. Yeah, yeah, he
1: became he reverted back to a child, and Bill was like everybody that he looked up to, and you know Bill didn't like let him off the hook. He's just like you know get your shit together, man. Yeah, uh, I, I really like and, and and that that was like a huge one up for me. Like yeah. that performance, like it felt so genuine. Um But yeah, so like he's going through that gruesome transformation, where it's like his like freaking legs are coming out of his head, and like two come out of his eyes, and then like Richie's just like, "What the shit?" <laughs> it was it was a really
0: in that in that I, I liked the buildup too because you had Pennywise come out of that that same refrigerator in the first As, one. Yeah, you saw that fridge. So it was like, like oh, things start shit. moving. Like, yeah. oh, this is not good. <laughs> right. But then it's Stan. Um, and even in that, is he was all you know curled up like yeah. Pennywise was. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, oh, is he going to come out? And I was like, no, just the head. No, his head's like, just kind oh. of come.
1: It's just going to fall off and drop and, and roll. roll and then, and yeah, it, and then become was, a horrifying spider. And you know, like, it chases them around. You know, like, and they're looking for it. And then, like Bill Hader's like, oh, there he is. It, <laughs> it was that was a really great, really great scene because it
0: gave you some good scares. Yeah. Um, it was creative. It was, uh, and so I, I liked everything about that. I did too. Uh, Yeah, it really set things up good going into that third
1: act. Okay, so the leper scene with Eddie down in the basement where his mom is, like, fastened to... It was was his artifact scene. Yes. I liked a lot of that. I I really dug how, like, he goes back into the pharmacy and it's back like he never left, (gasps) and the old... Disgusting, oh, dude is so nasty. Oh, he was just so gross looking, and his daughter, who is an adult now, he's like the same. Basement, looks exactly same, the same person with the sideways ponytail thing and all. That Chewing crap. gum. Yeah, I liked all of that, and then I really dug that. Like he would go down into the basement and yeah. this like little horror thing going on, and all the blood, and he's like it's playing on his like phobias, and then you know like uses his mom against him. You know, like his mom is like panicking, and you're like, is this real? Like, what the hell's going on? And Pennywise is like in the bag, you don't know what's yeah. going on. Like, I really liked how all that played out now. But then you see the leopard, and it was kind of like with me with the first one like, the leopard is like, I guess, the same leopard from the first. I didn't like the way the leopard looked. No, it looked. Um, I did get a huge laugh when he's kind of like toughens up and he yeah. starts choking him and defeating him, and then yeah, he barks all over him. I and again, I love that scene, it cracked me up. So, like, that whole scene for me was a win. I just don't like the way the leopard looks. I, I, I liked,
0: I forget exactly how the line goes, but we're, uh, when when Eddie goes like, why the hell is all this stuff down here? Like yeah, this? right, right. I, he's just why like, is that curtain still here? Yeah. What, what's going on down here? But I liked when they flash back to him as a kid because obviously he's terrified. Yeah. And then he finds his mom and he's trying to rescue his mom. Yeah.
1: I kind of lumped those together. Yeah. Well, no,
0: but in that, in that whole, because it
1: is, there's a continuous there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He comes back. He remembers it. Um, and in that moment, um, he's trying to rescue his mom. Right. And he reaches that point where he's like, I can't, I
1: can't. And he he abandons her. Yeah. And it's like,
0: just knowing that character is like, okay. I've, because I felt like, I feel like this scene is really getting overlooked because, yeah, that's a big thing for this character. It's his mom was such a huge part. Like even to the point where it's like, it felt a little awkward that he was calling her mommy. Mommy. Yeah. yeah. But it was like, it was such this, like, you know, it, but he was such a mommy boy in it. And it it took him back. Even as a kid took him back further. Like he, he regressed emotionally and mentally to where it's like, you knew that Eddie as Jack Dylan Grazer wouldn't call his mom, mommy. There've been a number of times where he'd say mom. So exactly. calling her mommy has just made him feel like even more of a even little Even littler. Kid. Yeah, even smaller. So it was, I mean, and then this moment where he's like, I, I have to go. I can't, I'm sorry. And it just, it runs away. That
1: yeah, was a good scene. I was, and
0: and I, I'm the same way with the leper. It's when I was like, I get that that represents like his whole like fear of disease and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I get that. But at the same time, I was like, uh, it's just kind of, it feels like a little, I mean. I wish there was a better way of. It seems
1: cheesy or something cheesy about it, but that I think the Javier guy also played the leper.
0: That makes sense, knowing that now, right? Right.
1: Uh, The Hocksteder zombie—the way that that effect was—he kind of was like limp. He was great. He yeah, that that was a cool effect. That was like practical with some CG, I think, thrown in. But when he was like curled up under the hospital bed, all creepily, and kind of comes scurrying out real fast, I love the scares. There's everybody's always very aggressive, yeah, coming at you. Um, but they're, they 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 pair that with like a lot of stillness and stuff, you know. So like it, it it's very unsettling when it happens. I I liked
0: when he's sitting in the car and he's he's waiting for him and he's <laughs> yeah. He's like, all right, Hawksutter, let's go. Yeah, and like. This is totally normal. Just, uh, <laughs> it's totally normal. The teenage zombie version of my best friend from 27 <laughs> yeah. years ago is driving this car. I love that scene too. <laughs> it's just like I'm I'm fine with this for I
1: think time. I might have laughed at that scene. Like, yeah. I don't know if you're meant to laugh or not,
0: I can't.
1: Um okay. Uh Uh so yeah, Pennywise eating people is what I wrote down. So that goes to the Adrian Mellon taking a bite yep. out of him. It go I'm talking about the scene with the little girl with the the, the yep. birthmark on her face. Yep. And also um, the little boy when he eats the little boy. So, like, how did you think the effects of, like, Pennywise eating people? Was it effective <clears throat> or not? Uh,
0: I think uh, of of the three of them, I think the most effective one is Adrian at the beginning. Yeah. Um, then I, I would agree. say the little boy in the, uh, the fun house and then the little girl. Because I think the, the even though you know that the little boy is, I mean, even from the trailers, like, you know this is not going to end well. Right. The little girl one felt like it had too much of a buildup,
1: like – she kind of seemed like she was going to walk away from it there yeah. for a
0: second. Yeah. And it was, it was, they, it felt like, it felt like, <laughs> felt like they teased it a little too much. Like yeah. they tried to draw it out too long. Cause yeah. it's one of those where you're like, you're waiting for the scare. And it, it feels like their message is, if we wait just long enough mm-hmm. to where you stop thinking it's going to happen, then, then yeah. we'll scare you. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. I still think you're going to scare. To
1: me, it felt like they were trying to replicate the Georgie scene. Yeah. Uh, similar cadence to the way he was given his speech you know and it just didn't, didn't it didn't come off quite as well now it,
0: it, it, it when it was, I know we uh, I don't know if it's one of your talking points but I know we've talked about runtime a couple times right. that feels like one of those scenes if you cut it out you don't lose anything I agree
1: you, yeah you, well yeah well when I because I saw it first and you were like I need to know immediately what your impressions were yeah and my, my I think I wrote to you something like I, I really liked it my only real criticism is it felt way too long yeah we'll get to that yeah um so I have two more um, special effecty type things I want to talk about. So the the spider version of, of Pennywise at the end when it was like kind of like a wasn't even a spider it was almost kind of like a praying mantis yeah uh, hybrid Pennywise I liked how huge they made him seem yeah but I really was missing the spider <laughs> it it worked I liked I liked it better
0: because one of the things that um, that I feel, especially in the timing of how, when they did that, when they inter, the, introduced the whole scene there as they, you know, they do their ritual and then the balloon stops them from shutting the little jug thing. Yeah, that so was cool. Pennywise is there. And it's when I was like, if you look at the runtime that's left in the movie, it's just like 30 minutes left in the movie. And so in in the miniseries, like, unless, I mean, they could have done it differently. Mm-hmm um obviously with the cg they could have done it where he's just a spider and still talk to them but that that was the thing where it's like okay because part of it's still penny wise you get that you get the clown part still freaking people out it it may it made enough sense in that respect i think if if i knew that there could be an alternative where he turns into the crab spider thing and he's still interacting with them in a in a dialogue fashion i think i probably would have enjoyed that just as much but that was Having just watched the '90s miniseries, when it tur- when they go down to the the caves and they they're fighting the crab spider thing, mm. th- you're done talking to Pennywise. There's no more
1: yeah, interaction there. You're, so. you're throwing away the what was special about it really. Um, if it weren't for the, him being the head Pennywise head, we wouldn't have gotten my favorite bit of dialogue uh, that they also kind of tease in the trailer, where he was just like, "I crave you, I miss you." Like I love the way he delivers that line. So fucking good then they they they, they, so you get that part of it that was
0: that and that whole revelation to them it's like you know it's because it was was like the the way the losers and pennywise was this continuous cat and mouse thing Mm -hmm. and what i like about that is they would trade roles at times I was like most of the time, Pennywise was a cat and they were the, the mice, and he was chasing after them. Right. But there were times when, in the, like when Eddie's confronting the, the leper, that he's in control, he's you know, he's winning out. Yeah. Um, so I like that there's that back and forth, and that really, I mean, just that bolstered it that in that whole time it was the batman
1: and joker yeah he's been kind of waiting for you oh yeah Uh, i was like uh, that uh, yeah man that 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 played so well like i can't wait to rewatch that scene yeah if they had just been a spider thing then it wouldn't have been the same yeah um flat face pennywise baby baby hands pennywise like that whole thing uh talk talk about how you thought the ending went down and then how did you like the, the effects of him being kind of, like, reduced?
0: My, um, my, own, my only beef with it was they had a concrete plan that they went in with. We got to do this ritual. We, we all had to go on our quest to find these. Everything tied into that. Mm-hmm. You know, all those individual scenes where they're going to find their item. That whole, you know, 45 minutes of of screen time feeds into this ritual. A whole movie's worth of
1: stuff, basically.
0: And then you get and you do the ritual and you've done it and you're about to win. And then Mike didn't put the lid on all the way. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So then it's just gonna like, all right, let's wing it. Let's wing it from here, guys. Yeah. But I I liked that they went back to something they'd already established that they didn't just make something up. It's like wait, wait wait remember what you said that you know he has to all living creatures have to yeah, occupy the yeah. space. So they have that plan. Where they're like oh well we'll make him go back up the tube. Then it will right. have to be small enough for right, him to kill him. I'm right. like oh no that so they're on Plan C by the time they're finally trying. But they're like all right we're just gonna stand up to him. Yeah. And I I like it as the message overall because it's kind of like all right the whole thing is overcoming fear with love overcoming fear yeah. with unity with
1: you confronting know. a bully who you know will shrink yeah in, in the in the face of confrontation uh, and it, the, a lot of those story is just bullying in the town right? yeah there's a lot of bullying going yep. on and that's you know bullying is like a like one of those like kind of triggery things but yeah. I mean it has been a, bullying has been huge forever yeah. It's not like it's this new thing. No, it's been around for a while, mm-hmm. millions of years, like Pennywise. Yeah, but um, and and so it as far as like the effects of like him kind of flat faced against the rock, and I the one thing I really did enjoy was in the book they enter in the spider from within, and then they 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 take its heart like in from inside the spider, and this like Mike gets to kind of go down, reach it, and Pennywise is kind of like. You know, like last, last defense. Yeah, Ugh. but then when he pulls the heart out and he's got like these little pathetic hands, like yeah. trying to, I, I, I kind of like that. It was there was something really just kind of poetic about that whole scene. It was, uh, it was most of it I didn't care for, to be honest with you. But that like little look that he gives, you know, and he kind of like pathetically like, uh, I need that. <laughs> he he played it out to the very last
0: moment to where, because uh, as I was sitting there, I was like, oh, they fainted him. <laughs> I was like, I look at that! He just kind of, f- yeah, it's true. Um, it's true. But uh, it was, it was, it was a poignant scene. I liked, you know, you just come off the, the whole Eddie triumph thing, and, yeah. um, and that, you know, quickly fell apart. Um, and so they're like, all right, we got to come up with something else. And they, <clears throat> I liked
1: your idea of of runtime trimming, where they could have really reduced the Plan B and Plan C stuff. Yeah. It led to some interesting scenes like with the whole three doors like scary yeah. not so scary and the Pomeranian and all that, that was crap. a that was a great
0: joke that I thought paid off really well. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was it in, in I thought that, the
1: Pomeranian monster thing looked very reminiscent of something from like Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. Like yeah. large Marge kind of It was odd looking effect. That
0: that whole scene to me, um uh, I, I liked because like, he's like, no, 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 he's just screwing with us. Right. Go with the very scary door. But it's o- Eddie and Richie. You know, like <laughs> you open it up, and it's Betty Ripsom's legs come running out at you. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, he's not. He's not messing, he's with, not us. messing with us. He's not messing with us. And then they open as the Pomeranian. Yeah. And I loved it as just that initial sight gag. It was when I was like, again, if I'd have trimmed something, I would have trimmed it, changing into a giant monster. Yeah, just because it was like, I think this works better as just a one-off joke. Like, yeah. no, it's just a pomeranian, right? I was like, right. no, no, it's gonna get you too. Pennywise like, okay. is
1: messing with us. Yeah,
0: but a, a lot of that, um, a lot of that scene, those those scenes, you know, Ben's back in the the treehouse and the mm-hmm. the the dirt's and, coming in. And Bev in.
1: with the the bathroom she, stall where she's bullied yeah. by the girls. You know? Which I really,
0: I don't know if you paid close enough attention. I really enjoyed the graffiti. In, in
3: I
1: I was trying stall. to pay attention to it, but I didn't really catch anything that made me laugh or anything. <laughs> There's one so there it was like I looked, it was like, was it a
0: penis? <laughs> and then it was like, yep, that was a penis. Okay, okay. There was a penis, in there well, it was like, it's a high school bathroom. I was like stall, it, right? I, 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 I Even loved,
1: the girls are drawing penises. I love really that. It. I was like, this
0: is just great. This it's a yeah. bathroom stall.
1: I, I was aware of all the graffiti, but I I yes. you know, and there were things written, but I nothing yeah. n- I was like is there some kind of thing that I should be paying attention to? Like I didn't see anything. I missed <sighs> the penis. I'll look for the penis. Just look the for the time. penis in the next viewing. Everybody, look for the penis. Look for time. the penis. <laughs> you didn't heed our warning, and you just wanted. Yeah, you just it. wanted to like, spoil. Is it worth seeing? There's yes, a, yeah. it's absolutely worth seeing. Oh, absolutely. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, as far as uh, special effects go, and it's the last one. Apparently, they marvelled a little bit of this uh, when they were in the. So the kids have grown a bit. But they use, from what I read, they use some CG to make the kids look young, younger. Okay. And I didn't notice at all. But there were certain people that I was reading tweets that were like, it's like people were like almost like it was Henry Cavill mustache level bad.
0: I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that at all. Mostly because I, one of the things that I did notice, um, not in a particular sense, But I found myself uh, at least once, if not two or three times, just really thinking it's like, and I think mostly because um, having recently watched Stranger Things season uh, three Mm -hmm. uh, and how much older older Finn Wolfhard especially looks. I I remember thinking to myself, like, these kids. Look like they look two years ago. And I know it's only been two years, but yeah. for kids at that age, yeah, two years is a big deal. Two yeah. years is a lot of time. Two years can do a lot of growing. Yes. Um, and having seen, I mean, because I, I remember, I think the well, one of the biggest ones I remember now thinking about Jack um, Jack Dylan Grazer and um, played Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, having seen him in Shazam, I was like, okay, Shazam was filmed and done before this. Yes. And he's in high school. Yes. And it looks like a high school. Student. And he looks like a, like, like a high school student. It's like in this, he still looks like the little kid. So, yeah. It it didn't seem gratuitous to me because I, I just I noticed it in in so much as like your head knows it yeah it's yeah, like, yeah these like... kids don't look like they're as old as they should be right but it didn't at no point did it seem like oh my gosh the CG on these kids to make them look younger is ridiculous yeah. was like no, I
1: I did not notice no. any seams at all I'll, no. I'm gonna pay hard I'm gonna pay real close attention to that when I watch it again to see if people are just trying to be like that jerk that's like I saw it and you know then someone else has to see it better. Yeah. I saw it too, and it was horrible. You know, <laughs> the other
0: uh, the other time was um, the kid that uh, plays Ben. Um, he was in Goosebumps 2, mm-hmm. and I watched that a few months ago. And he played; he's a high schooler in that movie. Because I remember gotcha. thinking about Ben too. It's like he looks younger. Right, I, I just right, saw right. him as like he looks younger. How did they again. do this? So, I was like, they were using some of kind of like yes, yeah, they, were,
1: they were. doing the marble thing. Yeah, it was, but you don't think about them doing that with young kids. No, yeah, it's, they don't it's look funny. old. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um. Okay. So let's see. What's the next talking point? Uh, Richie's secret. Um. And I, I put Richie's secret, and I'm just more or less talking about the whole arcade scene, I guess, which we touched yeah. on it already. Um. It 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 on on one level it feels dropped in, but on another it's necessary because it's such a good idea to make him gay and have feelings for for um, um, Eddie. It makes sense. So, like, you know, it's just the one scene where he touches hands with the bully. And yeah. You're like, oh, he's gay. Or has, you know, he's not sure he's gay, but he certainly has feelings yeah. for boys, maybe. Um, but my bigger complaint is why was Mortal Kombat, an arcade from 1992, in that abandoned, like, you know, well, it was in the memory because they were like yeah. getting their pictures in that like photo thing. Yep. So, shame on you for not doing your homework. This is supposed to be 1989. And my other gripe that I couldn't let go was when uh, Richie, as an adult, was in the abandoned arcade. There were several pristine arcades abandoned in that place, and that is not—that would never happen.
0: <laughs> even even when he puts the quarter in to get it to change to a coin, I was like, the power still works here, right? What? <laughs> That's a good point. There's a poster up on the wall of "You've got mail," right. And, and or a couple of Meg Ryan jokes. So, so I'm like, so he puts a coin in and it gives him a, okay, interesting, <laughs> all right. Somebody's some still paying magical, the electric bill.
1: I guess, I guess. Or, or that was just a functioning archa- uh, movie theater. It's in terrible disrepair. Yeah, <laughs> change that poster, out,
0: buddy. Like, yeah, there's some new movies out you might want to check out.
1: Uh, let's see. Um, what else I,
0: have I, I in in reference to that scene, I, I yeah. think. I wish, um, and I don't know if they were just being purposefully coy because you get the feeling in that scene that there's, there is something else to Richie's character, which they haven't touched on at all prior to that. Mm-mm. And I think if I remember correctly, it was right after this, they a flashback to where, um... Bill and Richie are fighting, and the, the losers all break up. And, and Bill says, No, I don't think we're gonna get back together. I think, you know, I think this is where we all kind of part ways. Yeah. And Bev is, is sad about that because then you see Richie in the arcade. Because um, it, it initially it read to me, it was like how much, you know, Richie put on this, this tough guy act is like, you know what, fine, screw you guys. I don't want to be friends with any of you, anyways. But then when he goes out there into the real world to try and make other friends he realizes that no one is as special as mm-hmm. his, as his friends that he has. No one else will yeah. accept him. So it was, it was when I was like, I, I appreciate the, you know, kind of the, um, the am- ambiguity of how they were directing that scene, that it could mm-hmm. go either way. It's
1: good filmmaking. It, it really, really was. Is. It yeah, was poignant. Good. And I
0: liked the way that did it.
1: You don't back into that kind of thing. Like, no. That was planned. Yeah. They, they seeded that well. Yeah. Um, the only other notes that I have, and then we can talk about anything you'd like to, is um, there are differences in the book and the movie. I think we touched on them all already, though. Uh, dairy um, floods. doesn't flood in the movie. And uh, the losers forget. Yeah. Uh, they don't forget in the movie. And uh, Richie carves the R and E. Like, I don't think that's... Like, obviously, the whole Richie secret thing. Yeah. Like, that was not in the book, too. That was new. Uh, at least that I can remember. They, um, oh, and I feel like they planted the whole... Bill's guilt because there's the scene where uh, you know Pennywise is like once again fucking with Bill about the whole Richie or uh, Georgie death and he was letting him know that you know I wouldn't have died if you had just played with me you faked being sick and uh, you know so like that was part of his you know guilt was like it's not like that I didn't want to play with you it's just just because one time one day yeah you know like it's okay come on give me a break I I love you, you you're my, my little brother. They clearly had an affinity for him. So I don't necessarily remember that being an issue like in the book. Like I could be wrong, but I don't know if that – I feel like that was kind of made up for the movie too.
0: Well, because I, I, I having not read the – I read the Wikipedia page for the book, um, so I read through the plot of it. But I know from what that said as far as like the third act goes, um, for Bill, the story there was that Audra, his actor wife, she comes after him, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. She, well, that's true. Yeah, she comes after him, and so does the the, the abusive husband. husband. Yeah, because
0: Tom, uh, Bev's husband, he's the one that um, that brings Audra to um, Dairy. I think from what I read on the Wikipedia page. So
1: true, and I'm glad you're bringing this up to me because I totally forgot. Yeah, she she sees Pennywise uh, like his true form with the deadlights or whatever. Yeah. And she, she goes comatose she goes comatose right and he kind of um it it almost like gets him to go back you yeah because like he he loves his wife uh very much and um the very end he he brings her back by get like he gives her a ride on, on, on silver yep and she she actually comes back and like that was I love that in the book I thought that was like one of my favorite parts of the book Because like you're like this is a Stephen King it's not gonna work yeah um, the ending's going to suck. The ending's going to suck. <laughs> but, yeah, she comes back to life. And, like, she's not – she's only in it for the briefest of moments. Like, she's covered in blood, and she's, like, acting out yeah. one of the scenes he's written. And uh, I, I was I was wondering about that.
0: I, and, and that's that's why going into it with just that knowledge is, like, okay, the, Bill's whole story arc throughout it, and especially in the third act, if you're not going to have Audra there, it has to be something completely different because that's what kind of bolsters him – at the end mm-hmm. uh, and so to change that because i and I, I liked i mean i, th- I think it worked yeah um, it was fine but ev- even in the scene where they replayed that whole basement thing where he's down in the water and mm-hmm. instead of from the first one where pennywise was using georgie as a puppet yeah. um, trying to talk to bill he realized he was the one using georgie's death as you know he's got his arm up his back and he's he's making georgie speak and his it's this revelation of his own guilt, and when yeah. Jaden Lieber, the younger version of him, comes over to try and he's going to kill him, it's and he's got the the, 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 the gun, gun. from Mike's farm or yeah. whatever, and yeah. he's going to he he. It's very poignant in that scene because yeah. he loses the power to take that out of Bill. Bill frees himself from that yeah. from that guilt, right. and I, that was it was a powerful scene. It was, it was a was, good scene. It was it, to do it differently. They found a good way of doing that but that's really, it was like Bill's whole third act had to be completely different because they didn't go the way of the book.
1: I'd also like to say that the actor that played young Bill really redeemed himself in the scene where yeah. he, uh, he's young and he goes back to the scene of the man, uh, the drain the sewer drain. Yeah. And he's like, why didn't you take me? And he's like breaking down. He's like pounding the ground. And yeah. like, I thought that was, you know, that could have been real cheesy by a child. Actor, yeah, I thought that was really good. He, he did. I really felt pain that. there, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And then he, was because like, you weren't there <laughs> yeah
0: and it just it was it was that further it just that twisting of the knife that yeah. guilt that he just that he bore for so many years so many years
1: and um uh, yeah i thought i thought that was a really great scene with Jaden um that's all the notes that i took what uh any is there anything that you that I didn't mention <laughs> that you'd like to talk, talk about i think i i think we i think we hit it pretty
0: i, I mean it's Overall, I thought—I mean, I thought it was a really great film. I enjoyed it's, the hell out of it. It's one of those. Uh, I'm in the same boat. I need to go see it again. Yeah, I'm uh, going to see it again. Just like I saw with the first
1: one, yeah. I had to rewatch the first one, and I think we saw it the second time around. I think maybe, you're right. maybe we'll do it yeah. again. Maybe we should. Yeah, uh, I, I was like, I want to watch it again because, like, I want to make sure that I'm not—I didn't really just enjoy it because I was so happy that it didn't suck. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, this holds up. This is still good. Yep. Yeah. I want to go back and watch it with the eye. Two two things now. I want to I want to watch it to see like what I think could be cut to make the movie more like two hours twenty minutes yeah. because it's like a two hour fifty minute movie. It's yeah, it's just shy of three hours. Yeah, and I think and you, kind I don't of know does. if you said on the podcast, but to me, you said like I did check my watch a couple of times. Which I did is too. A, yeah, which is not a good indicator.
0: No, because you get to a couple of those moments where it's like, you know, you f- you kind of feel like you're spinning your wheels. Like when they got into the uh, the sewers and then they went down in the cave. Yeah. I checked. as like I was like, oh, there's like thirty minutes left in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. I thought we were just about done. I
1: did too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then also, uh, I forget. Actually, I forget the other thing. You you'd made a point that now, uh, maybe the humor. Like, I want to see if like, did the humor undercut any of the scares? Like, I want to watch maybe with more critical eye. I I think. I think too. Like, uh, because
0: I know we've we've talked before a lot about how audience. Um, the audience can can be a, uh, be a very you know, big influence, yep. and I was hoping, especially for a scary movie. Yeah, I was hoping for because I had a uh, a pretty <clears throat> a pretty packed theater, and it was mostly younger people. I mean, high yes. school and and college age kids. Right um, time, baby. And there was there was very little response. Um, there were I mean there were pockets of you know, or I could tell people were you know, jump scares got people here and there, yeah. but there was not kind of a collective response outside of a handful of times where it felt like everybody was laughing at the jokes. And so I feel like that was an influence. So in my side, in seeing the second time, I would like to see if, if I'm in either, you know, maybe a, a lesser packed theater or if that's just, if the audience is not as much of a feature of mm-hmm. how I enjoy or don't enjoy the movie, if that's, you know, kind of, I take that out of the equation and I'm able to watch it just kind of in, an, in somewhat more of a vacuum. if, the humor is less of a detractor because it doesn't undercut some of the scares.
1: Yeah. My, my, my crowd, my, the audience with me, very, very, uh, they, they just watched it. I feel like they just took it in. There weren't a lot of like gasps where the jump scares were, and there was a little bit of laughing for the humor, but not much. Uh, but it was an older crowd. It was a work night. It was late. Yeah. So there weren't hardly any teenagers that I could see. Um, and, it, you know, it was just, like, up the middle. You know, like, there were, it wasn't completely full. It was just, like, everybody, it was, like, had the middle seats yep. pretty much filled up. Um, and, you know, and I and I had my, I saw it with my cousin. So, like, I was making comments to her frequently because she read the book, too. So, we had, like, that whole conversation throughout. You know, like, oh, that's, I really feel like they pay a lot of tributes to to the book readers,
0: which is fun. It felt like the second one having not read the book, it felt like the second one had more notes having looked at the Wikipedia page, had more notes that were
1: nods to the book than the first one. Yeah, I think so. They were really creative with the first one and I yeah. loved it. Like I I feel like the things that were important from the book, they nailed and uh the, the creative liberties they took because of it being a different time and era were all, you know, paid off well. So um, i I really dug it. I think I liked the first one better. Uh, I, I think I would probably be in that same boat like, right and I think it's mainly because I feel like Alexander Scarzark got better opportunities to get yeah. and I, I just enjoyed the kid actors so much yeah and I enjoyed the adult actors as well but the kid actors were just so good,
0: there, so good. there's a different there's a whole different process when you're watching the movie with the kids. Because there's, you know, in joining forces with them, I feel like there's a vulnerability that you have to open yourself up to. Um, When the grownups are fighting them, it's when I was like, okay, yeah, if I was in a cave with a giant spider clown thing and it was trying to kill me, I probably wouldn't be cool and calm and collected. Probably not. But it's when I was like, okay. as The smell of shit would be in the air, I would have
1: ventured to say. Gray water. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
0: But it's one of like there's just there's that there's that intrinsic part of being an adult where you're like okay I'm a grown up I'm not even if I am scared I'm not supposed to let people know that I'm scared exactly. so it's like there's there's a part of like holding it to, the adults are holding it together better
1: at um, least a little bit yeah a little bit
0: right. there's not as much of that vulnerability it's like because I'm I'm the same way it's like I I feel like Pennywise shone brighter in the first one just because of his opportunities. Yeah, um, to to be there and, and be intimidating to the kids, right?
1: Cool, but you know, very strong. Like I, oh, yeah. I look forward to watching these back to back when they come out yeah. of the video. I think it'll make for an excellent double feature, a long double feature. Yes, but, uh, I think, five me, hours. The other the other point I was going to make too, and I think I might have tweeted that was, I feel like they should have probably. I don't I don't dislike that they put a lot in the movie that it's long. I would be sadder if they like. I knew that there were. Yeah, I would be sadder if it was too short, and if I knew that they cut a bunch of stuff and no longer had access to it. I, what I would, in a perfect world, I think they for theater showings they maybe trimmed it some, and but then released the ultimate director's cut for like home video usage. That would have been good. Uh, and then you would have gotten this like three hour long cut or whatever that you got in theaters, and you would have been, you would have gotten all the things you needed in the theater viewing, and then you could always have that extra. For when you're at home and you can just watch it in pieces or whatever. I know. I know there was there was one other thing, and it's from the book. Okay. Um, the turtle. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the the ritual of Chud. They they used Native Americans as surrogates for the space turtle yes uh in the macro space turtle which I'm actually okay with you know yeah. I, I know like people are like oh I wanted to see the space turtle and they had like a ceramic turtle or something on that one teacher's desk yeah I think that was intended to be sort of like that we know you want the turtle but it kind of doesn't make sense you know like they had the Lego turtle in the first one
0: that they bill did drops. they absolutely did So right. like, they make some allusions <laughs> to the turtle but yeah. it's like oh we
1: can't it, it actually makes a lot more sense to use the Native American rituals and I really liked how like Mike drugged bill yeah. and they had that kind of Freaky, a trippy scene, yeah. trippy scene. It kind of reminded me of like uh, Scarecrow from yeah. uh, Batman Begins. Uh, I dug that, and I was like, "You drug me? It's just a little root. It's <laughs> Just a little root, man. It's just a,
0: a fraction of the stuff that I drank. It's not even that. Come on, man, man so up. That
1: that's a situation where like I really honestly feel like they it was an addition by subtraction. Like they they did they did a good thing by changing it. Uh, so you know, a lot of smart moves.
0: Writers. This is this is one and this is kind of outside of the movie the more book lore I think. <clears throat> but uh, cuz I was going back and when I was doing some of my digging around um when when Pennywise uh, first introduces himself in the book, he, he introduces himself as uh, Mr. Bob Gray oh, aka Pennywise that. the dancing clown. Well, yeah. Um cuz I was What about when, Bob Hater going, "I'm Pennywise, and I do a little dance <laughs>
1: like down in the clubhouse?" I,
0: I did love when Bill Hader was doing an impression of Eddie's mom, and he did his, um, he did his, uh, uh, Java. Oh, yeah, fantastic! Oh, he was just great. Uh, he <laughs> does a great job of and so that was just so good. He really shined. But uh, um, but yeah, introducing. His but name. yeah, because in Dreamcatcher, um, which is another Stephen another King, King yeah. um, the 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 evil um, shit weasel alien, <laughs> which is what he's actually—he's a shit weasel alien. Yeah, Mister Gray. Because Duddits calls him Mr. Gay, um, but he's Mr. Gray. I yeah. was uh, I was I did a little googling. I didn't I didn't do too much, but I thought it was interesting that when Pennywise is first introduced, apparently in the book, is Mr. Gray, Mr. Bob Gray, and then there's another alien, evil alien that shows up in Dreamcatcher as Mr. Ga- Mr. Gray. I was like, I wonder if there's some connection. Evil aliens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Stephen King, man. It's he him. likes there. He always has this like little string like, to weave a web. Yeah. And I like that. I dig that. I think I that's what I think that's what makes Castle Rock so intriguing. Yeah, show because he does sort of have these like little universes, like way yes. before there was other you know, like cinematic universes. Like there was like a Stephen King verse where he would kind of mix his characters,
0: Sheriff Pangborn, and yeah, because I love Needful Things. It's probably one of my
1: favorite Stephen King yeah. ones. Yeah, so I I dig that. But um, I think I think we covered it pretty well. I think we did a good yes. justice. Um, I, hopefully I don't think of something later and be like, God damn it. Why didn't I talk about this <coughs> scene? it? Uh, but I, uh, you know, I followed my notes. Yeah, I'm good. It was, it was, it was
0: a great movie and it, it did have, it had a solid ending. It wasn't a shitty ending.
1: I also liked the scene where, um, Richie is kind of looking for strength and he passes by the, uh, uh, the, the like he remembers the Stan, uh, uh, gosh, what do you call it? Um, Oh, the synagogue bar mitzvah. He's yeah. They're he's, doing the bar mitzvah in the synagogue, and he gives the little speech or whatever. And like Richie stands up and claps, and then like you see him like current day when he's in there by himself, and he's like, "Thanks for showing up, man." Yeah, like I really thought that was good because they did have a like kind of a. They did have a good relationship. That, that in, was in the first
0: movie. You know? I was curious because in and in, in the nineties miniseries. When Richie first shows up, it's Richie and Stan show up, and they kind of have this back and forth. Yeah, they had they had a similar kind of thing. That's why I was curious. Like, okay, was his thing with Stan? With Stan, or, yeah. because it was one of that. Especially with that scene, I was like, okay, you know, is it that you miss Stan? Because right. Stan just it's never true. Showed they, up. It
1: wasn't until like the very end when you yeah. see the uh, E. Yeah. Know. Like, hey, okay. Well played, well played. Yeah, but I, I did, I did enjoy that scene too. Like, yeah, Bill Hader. I, I wouldn't say he deserves an Oscar or anything. I feel like no, that's That's, his, silly that's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a stretch. A bit of a stretch because I know like people are like, oh, it's an Oscar moment. I'm
0: like, eh. he had some. A, the, He's a
1: standout in a, in a with a, with a lot of solid actors. Yes, and, it showed uh, his range significantly. Yeah. Um, but you know, great movie, solid movie. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna buy it and watch it Absolutely. many times, many times over. And, yeah. I, I, w- I will be curious like what other shit they cut out like you know <laughs> will there be some things from the book that it wasn't mentioned uh will there be an interrogation scene because that was kind of cool from the book uh when when uh the whole murder of um what's his face uh henry bowers adrian adrian yeah uh his so his lover or whatever like they're interrogating but and he's claiming to have seen Pennywise. And, like, they, they oh, kind of, yeah. like, they kind of, like, m- influenced him into not mentioning. Penny yeah, like, I let's Dora. keep that quiet. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel like maybe there could be some kind of scene. Because he doesn't, you know, that that guy doesn't die. No. You know, he just sees the balloons and then it's over. So, like, I could see something like that showing up in, like, supplemental, you know, DVD extras or whatever.
0: Well, because I think that's one of those things is that, um, because they never, they don't really call it out all that much because kids just go missing in in the mini series they kept talking about bodies that they would find like yeah. they found Georgie's body um and in the first in the first one I was like that never happens that's no. why that's why uh, bill keeps looking for him that's like, why so- <clears> throat> throat> but in the in the mini series they talk about all these bodies that they find it's not just kids go missing it's like they find them murdered yeah and then when because when bowers comes shooting out of the sewers you're oh. seeing all the See all those kids all yeah. the kids that you know it's like Okay, that's that's the part that's that should be unsettling. It's like, and with uh, the Adrian guy too, it's like, okay, the, you find the body, they're gonna find the body, and it's just giant bite marks. I mean, yeah, like, it's like, okay, that's it wasn't like, oh, he was mugged and someone shot him. Right, it's like, right. There's
1: teeth marks of something that we don't <laughs> have says, on file. I mean, I guess you could always explain it's like, well, there's bears around here, I suppose. It's like <laughs> probably not. We're not looking. We're not on the lookout for a bear. <laughs> yeah, this this seems like a bit more than a bear. There, sheriff. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that was our yeah, whole episode. That was fun. Our, I, I'm, been for tribute to it. It, you know, uh, I mean, what can you say about one of, it? One I, of the greatest. I, scary I don't, movie characters. I kind of wished. I I don't think they'll continue it further even though it's so gonna either. make a boatload of money and it would be tempting. I wish that it would, but yeah. Yeah. And well part it's, of me wishes, but the other part of me is like, this is good. This is it's, solid. It's good. I I I don't want to be greedy. Yeah. Uh, because so many so many good franchises have just gotten greedy over the years. It's like, yeah. oh they should have stopped at Aliens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or like, oh they should have stopped at Judgment Day. Like why why? Because <laughs> none of it worked. None of it was we should have just had the one Halloween movie. Just one was fine one was fine but we did eventually get a a worthy you know we got it yeah years later uh but yeah we didn't need all those like nine or ten no nope all right well thanks for thanks for sticking with us uh go see it chapter two it's awesome we loved it and mitch did too yep
0: ham